Greg has taken a long time to think recently, and it's making me I'm not going to lie. All right. Let's see. Um, we're going to start the show like this. I don't know if you can hear that at all. <laughs> Is that even cut? It's not even coming through. It thinks it's background noise. That's hilarious. Nah, I'm not even going to do the bit. I'm not even going to do the bit. Uh, <laughs> here's what the bit was, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, before we even get to the bit, because I, I was going to play music through my phone. It's going to be a whole thing. Let's first introduce ourselves. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Players Club Podcast, episode 113, coming at you today. Uh, I am Emmett Watkins Jr., also known as EJ Spencer, it's one in all places on the internet. And I am joined today, once again, by Alan Muir. How's it going, homie? You do know we have a music bot in, in, in this um, <laughs> in here, right? You, yes, we have a music bot. I, you, you, I can am... up, you can take the, the clip, like, or you can take the song and have it spe- specifically to like bring in this like at the certain moment actually yeah because they have the easier bot now to where i don't have to like know the commands it just lists them so ooh, let me just, i want to i'm gonna try that yeah just because if if you think this bit is worth it then it's worth then let's make it worth it <laughs> we'll make it worth it um well let me ask you this let me ask you this al um god i i kind of because here's the thing if you if you've been on Twitter and you've seen what I've been talking about, then you know what it is. Um, but I I I thought of this idea like er, early yesterday. I was like, oh, that's gonna be really funny if I'm able to find that audio and sync it up. But here's the thing: Discord they do the little oh, we'll take out the background noise for you, and I appreciate that feature. But sometimes it's like, hey, I know I know it's not a voice, but it's still here. Can you please pick it up? So yeah, I'm a little salty about that, but I can accept it. Um, God damn it! You know what? You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it like this. I, I was gonna I was gonna play a song because here's the thing: I, I could look it up now. My oh wait, okay, now YouTube wants to load. All right, great. <laughs> Maybe I will do this. Uh, it's a very obscure song. It's a song you've probably never. Or here's the thing: it's not obscure to a lot of people. But no disrespect, you probably haven't heard it. It's a J. Cole song. I have not it, heard it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I thought so. Which is fine. Um, it is a song nothing by against the name. J. Cole. Yeah. I mean, hey, n- nothing against anyone we don't listen to. It's just don't listen to them. This is how it works out. Uh, track, export. No, I just... Image? You can use images with our music bot now? What the hell? Um, play. All right. Now I can put the link in. Control V. Let's see if that works. What do you mean linker? Oh, that. Okay. One, two, three. Boom. All right. Now let's try it. Okay. It's going to. Here's the thing. It's going to play the entire song (laughs) until we get to that part. And then I can. Actually, can I skip through a little bit? This is a lot of time devoted at the beginning of the podcast for a really dumb bit. It's really stupid. And like, he has to get through this whole little intro thing and he has to do a whole verse and then he gets to the chorus, which is the part that I'm here for. And then I have to look up the bot again to know the thing to pause it. Okay, pause the player. All right, good. I'm gonna use that in a minute. So 
I like the song a lot. This is from 2014 Forest Hills Drive. This is like his like fourth or fifth studio album. I only started listening to him with this album. <laughs> so I'm very weird in that respect. He already had like, he was on a Jay-Z album before this. Like he was very successful before this, but it wasn't until this where I was like, ah, oh, this guy's this guy's spitting. Um, and there's a reason I'm gonna use this song that's gonna be very obvious very soon. And while this song's playing and I'm talking over it and stuff, I'm gonna be turning it down in the podcast. But like, here's the thing. When we get to the bit, it won't be worth it. <laughs> I'm telling you, because this is taking so long. Uh, it's a good song though. It, it's, it's a very good song. How, how's thing going with you, Al? <laughs> we got like yeah, another three hear a thing. Wait, you can't hear it at all? No, no, I can't, I can, but I can't. Way too loud. Oh, it's too loud. Well, you can turn down the bot. Like, if you right-click on the bot's profile in the voice channel, you can turn down the volume and until it's manageable. I have them turned down to, like, 40%. All right, here we go. This is the part. I'm going to pause it right at the part I need it to. All right. I have an announcement, everybody. Here's my announcement. I got my deck. I oh, got, I got, I got my. That's deck. why. <laughs> I I saw the tweet. I, saw the, I just remember now what the tweet was. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. That was the entire bit. We dedicated like a solid twelve minutes to that. <laughs> oh my god, that was so dumb. Um, yeah, I, I my pre order page came through. They were like, "Hey, you're ready to reserve, and it is shipping soon." So I. By, probably by the time we record the next episode, I will have a deck. I will be part of the Deck Boy Gang. I will be in the club with you. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, and actually, they added something like Valve added, um, like the, the manufacturer added added like a like a a seal or like a sort of like a seal, like uh, like a mm -hmm. to the um to like the open like to the to, when you open the open the package and get the when it's in the case, there's a, like a, a seal proof uh, thing that you got to cut off with scissors. Oh, if that's... that isn't it's it looks like stuff that's on like. That comes with pairs of clothes or something that are basically things that if it's not if the thing isn't there or it is easier, easy to get out, get take off means that someone's been someone someone's tampered with it oh okay i think this is them like taking taking action against the people who've had their decks either stolen or um, just tampered with before it gets to the house yeah 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 i've seen seen some horror stories about that on the internet and hopefully i don't end up being one of those stories but those are apparently few and far between so i'm not too I'm not too worried about it, but we'll see if I should have been. But yeah, sorry for that whole bit. I feel I like the I like that bit, but god damn it. There's there's gonna be a solid like 63% of the audience who's like, what the fuck was any of that? <laughs> uh but get off my dick's a great song by J. Cole. Listen to that. It, it's the acronym, not the actual words. But anywho, uh yeah, I'm gonna have a deck soon. I literally I've been spending most of my time this last week just or not this entire last week but since i got the email i've just been looking at like steam deck guide videos and like i've already looked up how to get my itch games playing on there how to get my gog games how to get my um my epic store games 
Uh, I've been looking at emulation, how to like get album or not album art. What is it? Game art for the library and all that stuff and how to get things running and emulation station and all that good stuff. Um, I am 400% ready for this thing. I am so excited. I got the memory card for it today. I bought a dock that should be here in about a week. Like how how big of an SD of an SD card did you get? I got five twelve because I got the base one, the sixty four gig. So or not gig sixty four. It's not megabytes. It is gig. You're sixty four gigabytes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got the base one. When I first pre ordered it, I got the most expensive one because I was like, oh, I'll be able to afford that. And then when I was working my old job, I was like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to just drop six hundred plus dollars at a random time. So I bumped it down to the base one and I have a better job to where I probably could have afforded that highest one, <laughs> but it's all good. Um, I've actually heard there were tests that they did on the memory and the the speed talking to the SD card is just as fast pretty much as the fast storage you get with the more upgraded Steam Deck. So I'm not really worried about it too much. I'm still going to enjoy it nonetheless. And yeah, very excited for this thing. So, yeah, so I'm going to what I want to do, what I think I might do for the next episode. Unboxing. I want to have an. Ep- <laughs> I don't know if I'll do an unboxing, but like what I might do is we'll talk about like. Our decks and like what what to do when you're decking for the first time. I don't know. <laughs> Let's say because I, I mean, actually, I, I, I technically can't take it, use it now, but for, for a long while, like from getting the, the, the Steam Deck to recently i have not been able to, to use it in, in my house oh is this like of, an internet thing no because of the the um heat advisory oh like shit if it's like between if it's low somewhere like if it's lower than 35 degrees and higher than 95 degrees like if it's, it's if it's like the in between part is good but the mm. lower higher part is not good so Okay, yeah, I remember seeing they uh, Steam themselves, not Steam, Valve themselves put out warnings about, you know, playing those things in extreme heat. So I understand that. So, yeah, sorry about that, man. That sucks. But hopefully we'll be able to get more time into it by the time we do whatever podcast that is. I might hit up some friends who got decks, too, and see if they want to hop on with us. We'll see. We'll see. TBD, TBD on that one. We're not to be dated, but to be confirmed i don't know we i've wasted enough time with nonsense at the beginning of the show <laughs> oh god that was such a dumb bit i can't believe i did that but i'm happy i did uh anywho as far as what we actually have for the rest of the podcast you've already seen the article headline you've already seen the title today we're going to be talking about both the marvel slash disney games showcase that went on uh, a couple days ago at this point uh shout out blessing jr for hosting that one and you did a damn good job Oh, yeah, he did a great job. He did a fantastic job. If there were any issues with that showcase, it had nothing to do with him, is all I'm going to say. We'll get to that showcase in a minute, though. Both um, showcases were weird, though, with what they yeah. were shown. But, like, weird in the exact opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> which, we'll, which we'll talk about. Um, and when we say both showcases, the other showcase we were talking about is the Ubisoft Forward that happened on the next day after that Disney and Marvel showcase. Uh, and that Ubisoft Forward not only had a whole bunch of Ubisoft games, which I didn't really think would be there, um, it was also just loaded, just chock full of Assassin's Creed announcements. So we're going to be breaking into both of those this this day. And then also we got a couple games that we've been playing. Um, I'm going to keep it real. The only, I have two games on here that are like the most random things. 
and I've played less than like half an hour of both of them. <laughs> and oh, so I, it's going to be a very weird one for me. I sort of finished one game. Oh. And I'm diving back, diving, trying to dive back into another one that I'm, uh, that I'm glad I started, picked up again. Okay. I respect that. In that case, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in the What We're Playing segment towards the end. So I'm looking forward to that one. But first, let's go ahead and kick it off, y'all. Let's go ahead and talk about the showcases that happened uh, over the weekend slash Friday. Uh, and let's start with, to be frank, the least uh, announcement-packed one here. And that is the Disney slash Marvel showcase. Um, if you don't know, D23 is going on. D23 is basically how I explain it. It's like, what if Comic-Con was just all Disney yeah. stuff? And also, investors were the only ones who went. <laughs> investors and media people. Like, that's really what this whole thing is for. Um, and so, yeah, that's what D23 is. It's been going on. It might still be going on. Maybe today's the last day, if not yesterday. Um, but uh, a lot of announcements happen. Of course, you got a lot of Marvel announcements. Of course, you got, like, your Indiana Jones announcements. All types of stuff. Avatar 4. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Avatar 4. <laughs> god <laughs> i still can't that thing's coming out like in two months or something right yeah avatar 2 is coming out in december god yeah oh yeah avatar 2 yeah i i was legit i was thinking avatar 4 is coming out in december because <laughs> i'm just like god that whole franchise happened already right um anywho yeah a lot of shit disney owns so much and they're doing so much and blah 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 i'm really worried about avatar 2 because i feel like no one's gonna care <laughs> or, or remember like movie came out 13 years ago i mean people remember the movie i just feel like people watched that movie and cared because oh 3d it was a spectacle just putting out another one oh it here's the thing i saw the trailer it looks absolutely gorgeous it actually genuinely looks insane besides max scoville who cares about the avatar universe uh unless i don't the only avatars i care about are ones with arrows on their foreheads that's all i'm saying um but well, anywho, yeah, go ahead. There's actually an interview on IGN from like 13 years ago of um, like James Cameron being interviewed by Eric Rudvig about the uh, Avatar game. Hmm. Like if you look up on like E3 2009, James Cameron, it's actually like he, he not it's, it's him talking about the video game. Like not even the film. What the fuck? The time the video game that was 3D, uh, 3D optional, but. They heavily suggested you use 3D effects for it. That is true. I remember that being a thing. Good God. I I forgot he was out here talking for the video game. That rarely happens, especially nowadays. Well, actually, nowadays they don't really do movie tie-in games like that. But Oh, they do. They just do it on mobile. Actually, good point. Good point. That is exactly. Covered, that's where the real money's at. With the microtransactions. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's for sure. And we'll talk about some mobile games here in a second, actually, because... This showcase, chock full of mobile games, chock full of like smaller titles that either I don't care about or just aren't the type of things that would get me super excited in like a crazy way. Um, this whole showcase, I mean, the showcase is very short. It was mercifully short, if I'm honest, because this thing started right as I had to go to work. <laughs> like, I think it started at four o'clock and I am usually out the door around five. So like it finished and I immediately went to go take a shower. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's it's one of those where it was very short. 
And there was real, there was really one big game that came through, but there were some other interesting games, one of which I'm surprised you don't have on your other highlight section, which we'll talk about here. Um, but overall, I thought the show was like kind of middling. It wasn't, I don't want to say it was disappointing because I feel like it was, there was nothing there that I didn't expect. <laughs> Because we already knew the Skydance game was getting shown there, so that wasn't much of a surprise. But, like, the Mike Bithell game for Tron was pretty cool. I, I'm not a Tron person, but I like seeing Mike Bithell get wins, and that's a really, really cool opportunity for them to work on that. So um, did you mm-hmm. say, was, like, I, I, was, I, was, I was watching it, but I was just doing other stuff in the background? Yeah. Did he say that, like, did Mike Bithell uh, say that it was, like, a multi-game thing? Or just oh, like a multi-game partnership? Yeah, see, he, he mentioned um, I think it was on Twitter, other Twitter or the actual like IGN post show. Um, mm. that like bringing Tron back to video games. Mm. I mentioned he might like, just mentioned like multiple games. Mm. I I have no clue if this like if the game they're working on right now, Tron Identity, I have no clue if they're doing like a sequel for it or if this is like. Hey Disney, can we work with Tron? And then if Tron goes well, can we work with Indiana Jones and so on and so forth until they get all the franchises? I guess I I don't know what the partnership is. I just know about this one. Perhaps there is insight on either previous. I don't think there's previous episodes of Play Watch Listen in which he's talking about this because you do not reveal a Disney product before it's revealed because that's how you lose the opportunity to work in Disney products. But um, wait, what's today? Oh, sorry. Who? So for a second there, I got caught up. I saw something on Twitter that made me drop my heart for a minute. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm just not sure. I would say listen to the podcast, play, watch, listen. That's the podcast with Mike Bittle of Bittle Games. Uh, also, Alana Pierce, Austin Wintry, and Troy Baker. Uh, that's their little show. Um, yeah, he'll probably talk about it there. I'm sure they're all going to want to talk to him about it. So look, look forward to that for some answers. But as far as me, I, I'm just not sure. But it'd be cool, though. I mean, Bithel Games have gotten to work on a lot of weirdly major franchises. They made that John that John Wick game as well. Like doing uh, big things is not. Yeah, John Wick Hex is the one. Yeah, doing big things is not a stranger to this company anymore. They are more. They are an indie studio, but like they got their hands in some pretty big pies, nonetheless. So yeah, I think that announcement was legitimately really, really cool. And yeah, past that, past that, I really don't think there was anything else super duper exciting. I mean, they had some of the mobile games. I will say that uh, that Hearthstone, but not Hearthstone Marvel game, that looks cool. I feel like I would definitely play that. That's just you know, that's a cool little time waster thing. And I like that it's vertical, so I can just play it with one hand. And because I have that dilemma where if I'm at work and I'm trying to like kill some time on break or something. And I rotate my phone to play a game like, you know, how much of a nerd I look like when I rotate my phone, put it on the table in the sideways position, take the pen out and start tapping away on like Bloons Tower Defense or something like it's so obvious that I'm like playing a game and I feel not not that self-conscious about it, but I am very aware of it. I'm aware of how I am perceived in that moment where if I'm just swiping away at a Marvel game, people are like, oh, he's on Instagram. Oh, he's on Twitter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. people don't think about it as much. Um, or maybe that's just maybe I'm doing the thing where I think about how I'm perceived when no one else thinks about how they are perceiving others. <laughs> it's such a passive thing that it doesn't matter. So, um, yeah, we'll see. In any case, 
Um, that one was cool, but yeah, a, a lot of the announcements were like whatever. There's two announcements here, other than the Skydance thing that we're going to talk about, that I actually was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, so what was your opinion on the showcase overall? Dig it? Not? <laughs> was it bad? Was it good? Your opinion? I was hoping to see. I mean, with with it being titled the Disney and Marvel game showcase you, i expected to see more i mean obviously midnight suns um mm-hmm. the skydance game but i expected to see more than what was shown like like more like i was expecting to see wolverine yeah i know I felt I, like I, that was on the table yeah like i think even i don't know if it was wire 64 tweeting like but I think I'm pretty sure I saw something about Wolverine, the Wolverine game, like the promotion, like promoting the Disney Marvel showcase. Oh, it was like no, I wouldn't be surprised. It was like the screenshot of um, Logan's uh, claw. Yeah, yeah, and I just thought, yeah, and I just thought, man, that they really did not show that. And then, (laughs) and then, um, same as Spider Man Two. Yeah, Spider Man Two is the bigger shot because that is coming next year and we have seen so little of it at this point it's actually ridiculous and i and i also don't know like i don't think spider-man 2 is going to be the type of game like a god of war where if you remember god of war the original reboot from 2018 literally a screenshot from far enough in that game was a spoiler so i understand why they want to be tepid about this new game because there might be new mechanics and such that are a surprise that they want to keep but like Spider-Man 2, what what surprise what surprise is going to have in there? Like, oh, it's co-op now. You're probably going to need to tell us that before the game comes out anyway. Um or oh, you know, he he he's Venom now or something crazy like we know Venom's in the game at this point. Like, come on. I I feel like there you could show something here and still have enough to show at a PlayStation showcase, especially with the brevity of the showcase. Um Wolverine, I got to be honest, I understand why people thought Wolverine would be here because you could see a situation where Disney's like, hey, we'll show off a, a tease of Wolverine here, and then you guys show Spider-Man 2 at your next PlayStation showcase. I could see them doing that give and take there. But I feel like Wolverine's so far away that I don't think they're ready for any gameplay yet. And I, I feel like they only want to, especially Insomniac, they only want to show it if they show the CGI reveal trailer to let you know the game exists, and then after that, they don't come back until there's gameplay. I think they're waiting on gameplay for that one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not too surprised at that. But I am surprised they just didn't have anything else. Like, there's so many rumors of all these other Disney slash Marvel projects. You know, we got the Iron Man game rumor from EA. We got a Black Panther game rumor from EA. Like, what's going on? Like, there were a lot of things that could have been announced that just didn't. And we only got the Skydance game, which is super exciting. We're, we'll talk about that in just a, a, literally a second here. But... I don't know. It just wasn't it just wasn't all that. And once again, I want to reiterate, Blessing did a fucking great job hosting, did an entire panel right after that. It was, you know, dude knocked it out the park. I have no complaints with his hosting ability. Everyone knows he can, you know, knock that out the park. It's just what they gave him, the table scraps they gave him to talk about were a little disappointing. Not not that everything was bad. It was just underwhelming. Um, So I guess with that. Let's go ahead and crack into the Skydance game. Um, so for folks who may not have seen yet, but if you haven't, then I, what are you doing with your life? Um, Marvel Games is announcing 
that Amy Henning Studio, Skydance, New Media, uh, they are making a new game with Marvel, and it is a Captain America and Black Panther game set in World War II. Um, has an ensemble cast, so it's not just Cap and Black Panther. It's also some random World War II soldier and some random I, Wakandan soldier. I imagine the, the the soldier is the American soldier is Bucky because hmm. really Bucky, Bucky and Cap, like Bucky, like if if they go real comics accurate, which I doubt they will, they'll yeah they'll alter some things. Yeah, yeah, like they'll they'll make Bucky the like his the infamous um like events that led to Cap getting uh or led to Bucky's death and Cap going get going into the ice um Bucky pu- pulling or pushing uh Cap off a a uh, ship that was going to like a, a ship that was going to explode oh okay and I'm Buc- mm-hmm. Bucky Bucky was on the on the on the ship and it got blo- it got it exploded and all that, but yeah, I'm just yeah. wondering if the if black if there's gonna be Tachaka. Ah, it is. It's uh actually, let me see. I'm looking at it. All right, it's not Tachaka. Um, here I'll read the little synopsis they've given out. Uh, the game is still untitled, but uh, it promises to feature four playable heroes: a young Steve Rogers, aka Captain America, a Zuri, which is T'Challa's grandfather. So I'm pretty sure like a slightly older black panther maybe like in the maybe in his like 40s or something um t'challa that's t'challa's grandfather uh and a world war ii era black panther of course gabriel jones a u.s soldier and member of the howling commandos and nanali i believe is i'm saying her name right uh leader of the fledgling wakandan spy network so um, what I had in my head was exactly what you're saying. Some some equivalent to Bucky for the soldier. And I was thinking someone like a Koye from uh the Black Panther movies to be the Wakandan warrior. Seems like they're not even going that route, uh, which I respect. I like how these games are trying to separate themselves from the MCU as much as possible so you don't get compared too closely, because that kind of bit avenges in the ass. So um yeah, I think this sounds really cool. I'm really excited for as soon as I saw it was World War II and it's Black Panther, that is a very interesting matchup. Because, yes, this is this is where Steve Rogers is comfortable. You know, we're fighting a war. He's the good guy unambiguously. That makes sense. But Black Panther being included kind of muddies that water a bit. Because if if the movies are anything to go by, and I understand the comics have, you know, a political slant as well. He's literally called a Black Panther. So, you know, all these things are inherently political. But... World War II is a conflict where, in general, I feel like we, like, America was unambiguously the good guys in World War II, and that's just how we accept that narrative and everything. But, you know, at that time, there were still problems going on in America. And so I'm interested to see if this is just going to be a fun romp with all these contrasting characters or if they're actually going to talk about that type of stuff a little bit and kind of get into like, hey, I'm Black Panther. I'm from an entire, you know, group of people in Africa. America, how y'all be treating us, even though you're at this war and you're fighting Nazis, which is good. But like, where'd they pick up their methods? You know, I want to see if they get into that. This is a really good opportunity for them to tiptoe into some of that stuff. Um, Now, Amy Henning. Yeah, go ahead. I imagine um, Black Panther, like the Wakandans, will that are in the game are gonna be very secretive. Cause, oh, certainly. Because if 
Cap or even any of the Howling Commandos mention this whole thing, mention or mention seeing these characters or these people. Hmm. Yeah, that like, that could be a problem. Like America, like our what what uh, what was the United States it, with how they are or with how it is. Yeah. Um, if they even. I don't, know, I don't know. This whole thing was just mainly speculation. Mm-hmm. But if they they found out about a place that had more or a precious um resource, precious resources, they would like the the bigger powers that be would definitely try to steal that shit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there that that could be a conflict as well. So yeah, there, there's a lot of interesting ways they could go with this game. Once again, we still don't even know the title of this game, which is so yeah. weird that they announced it without a title. But I assume we'll get a title and gameplay in the coming years. Um, because I don't know if it's just that this game's so early, or if it's just, you know, they want to save the name for some important reveal later. I just don't know. But in any case, it's cool that we got the announcement of this. It's cool that we had some reason to watch this thing. <laughs> Um, so I'm happy for it. Um, and we did, you know, we got some updates on some other games here too. So it's not all, uh, it's not all negative here. Um, now I will say the game. So we have some other highlights here just to sprinkle in some stuff from the rest of the show. The game that we both have is number one is the same game. (laughs) I just looked up the name for it in the article. Um, so here we'll just, I'm gonna just kick that off real quick. Uh, Illusion Island is the name of the platformer that they showed off, Switch exclusive platformer, and it has the, you know, the they call them the Fab 4. I saw in a tweet when they announced the game and I'm like, I don't think the Fab 4 is a Disney concoction. I think you took that from like Queer Eye. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Um the Fab 4 being uh Goofy, Donald, Mickey and Minnie. Uh so the, you know, the classic cast that you know. And the art style of this game looks a lot like the the Mickey Mouse shorts that they put on the YouTube channel. And yeah, if that's never... why the, the animation mm-hmm. looks super, super good. Yeah, it looks really good. That's why when I first saw it, I thought, oh, it's Rayman like. But then I thought about it more and I'm like, oh, no, it's literally just like the art style from the shorts. And those shorts are really, really funny. And they have like the vibe of like golden era SpongeBob to them where they're very wacky and over the top. But like funny and a little bit wholesome sometimes too um so yeah it's sharing that art style and it's this cast of characters in a new world i guess called illusion island uh and it's just a platformer co-op i think up to four players i don't like that it's switch exclusive because i would play this on everything else (laughs) like this seems like the the thing that annoys me sometimes with these third-party switch exclusives is that i know these games can run on other platforms this isn't a oh it's probably Mm-hmm. probably run like a lot better yeah exactly i feel like a lot of these switch games kind of neutered themselves by only playing to the switch when i know you get that at 64k on a ps5 or something and really bring out the potential or even on a pc at this point but this game does look cool um this is definitely something i would try i would play the thing i i would worry about does this not feel as cool of a game if i'm playing by myself that seems like a possibility with some of the gameplay that they showed clips of but hey, the game still looks neat. Uh, I am excited to see what other people think about it. So yeah, what are your th- what are your thoughts on this one? As I mentioned, the animation looks superb. Um, the Fab Four, actually, the Beatles. Damn. Okay, so it wasn't even queer. High. <laughs> no. There we go. All right. Sorry, Beatles. 
<laughs> I'll remember you next time. Um, yeah, like I, this is what kind of what like we've been like with certain games, like like the only quote, the only games I could think of like that were close that are close to what this what Illusion Island is trying to achieve are the um, the Don Bluth uh, uh, like Space Ace um, Dragon's Lair like arcade game. Mm-hmm. Where okay. taking like real like real good like animation production and putting it into a game like an interactive game. Mm, yes, I like that where, a lot. Where, where where this is taking the the iconic Walt Disney animation and putting that into a video game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's it's definitely on point. Um, it, mm, I don't know if I have a concern. I'll say like when you say iconic animation. I feel like this version of these characters is not the one that's necessarily iconic. Well, these it's like it's mm-hmm. the updated, like it's the it's the yes. modern day i like icon versions of these iconic characters. Good, good point. Good point. Yeah, that's that's definitely how I see it. Because um, if they look like they're like if they look like they were out of the fucking illusion, is it Castle of Illusion? Now, what's the Fantasia? If Mickey Mouse looked like Fantasia and they all had that art style. Totally different vibe. This one gives a way more casual, laid back, more for the modern sensibility, like you said. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this one looks cool. I wonder if this is going to be like a small little downloadable $15, $20 thing or if this is going to be like a full price thing. But I I will definitely, I might try it out. With it being Switch exclusive, I have less motivation to play games on the Switch unless I really, really, really care in the case of Kirby or Bayonetta. But, you know, we'll see about this one. So yeah, any other thoughts on this one before we go on to the next games? I think I'm I'm not gonna pre-order it because I got burned with Saints Row. Good call. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely gonna. I'll see how the reviews are, and if they're good, I'll I'll give it a shot. I'm more or less right there with you. So, uh, while we wait on that one, here's one that I'm probably gonna just try out regardless, just because it looks just interesting enough. Um, they also showed this one off during the Ubisoft showcase, but. I saw that they had it here, so I decided to talk about it here. And that is Avatar Reckoning. Um, I know we just talked about how who cares about Avatar, and I'm definitely someone who, you know, I I don't care about Avatar, to be completely honest with you. But this game, here's the thing about this game. I'm not excited for it. Um, Avatar Avatar Reckoning is a free-to-play, third-person shooter, MMO-like type game. Uh, it's basically like, I want to say destiny like, but because it's third person, I once again, want to think of, uh, defiance again, because that's exactly the type of game this looks to be. There's, you know, there's gameplay of them like parachuting onto the ground from some high up vantage point. There's, you know, they're shooting little robot arms and stuff. They're in menus, customizing like every single attachment on their gun and stuff like that. It just seems like, like that type of just, oh, there's a lot of systems in this game. And if this thing came out on like PS4, PS5, whatever, I don't think I'd care about it. It's the fact that this game is coming out on mobile and it looks as good as it does. It 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 looks competent to a destiny. It looks competent when compared to, you know, your defiances, your outriders of the world. And that is just enough to make me interested to where whenever this thing comes out, if it is free to play, like they said, um, or like I remember them saying. Actually, let me check the article. I'm pretty sure they said it was uh, 
gonna be free to play, but I'm gonna make sure. Uh, all right, it doesn't necessarily say it's free to play. If it is free to play, I will try it. I will download this. I will take it for a spin. We've talked about it on this show before, where I'm not adverse to playing games on mobile as much anymore. And this one looks good enough to where I'm like, I will give it a shot. Will I play it forever? Will I beat it or whatever? I don't know. But it looks interesting. I don't know. Am I alone in this one, Al? I'm not really a like a mobile like mobile game person, but that is fair. With everything you you want, you want everything to like all the good like the good stuff to succeed and all that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's just uh, I'm looking. I'm I'm checking. I'm, I have um. The hashtag D twenty three expo go like in my search history, yeah. And I'm just marveling over this uh, walk around Hulk character. The the what Hulk? Um. Okay, so there's uh next week at uh Disney Disneyland, uh Hulk is coming to Avengers Avengers Campus. Oh, oh, so you said walk around Hulk? Yeah, like a, like I mean like a walk around character. Yeah. Okay, I get you. I get you. Oh, and so it, did they get like a massive suit? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and like not just that. Um, Mando and Grogu are going to be at Galaxy's Edge in, in California. Oh, wow. You're really going all out. Hell yeah. I respect the hell out of that. Um, oh, boy. I'm looking at the, also, I'm looking at this Thunderbolts lineup from the same hashtag, and I'm just like, man, that's going to be an interesting show. <laughs> we'll see what's up with that. Um, just all the fucking B team, I guess. Um, I was, I'm trying to find, I was trying to find it, but there's, there was a, um, like a, uh, there's like a thing about um, like a certain certain character from Zootopia. Oh yeah, they're bre- they're doing shorts of Zootopia. I remember. Yeah, um, like there's a certain there's a specific, a specific a specific character who I saw them doing a um, like an animatronic version of, and that stuff. What that that animatronic is scary, like just straight up just scary how how it looks. Hmm. That is weird. <laughs> I wonder what character that is. It's probably like the fox or the cop, buddy. It's the cop. God, yeah, I can imagine how how that could be scary. Oh boy. Yeah, that's uh, that's very. I don't know. Strange that they would do but, that, but, but hey, I guess they nice. gotta talk about it. Yeah, enough of but enough of me talking about uh Disney stuff. Yeah. So, what's the next game that you want to talk about here? I guess the last game here as uh, we wrap up the Disney stuff. Uh, Midnight Suns. Yeah. I will say a pretty good showing for this game here. Turns out that I, that we, most people were wrong when they were like, you're, you're playing as Captain America or Spider-Man or, no, it's it's actually just, it's whatever what it was originally leaked as, um, XCOM with Marvel Heroes. Yeah. But, <laughs> but not just, but not just that. You can, I, I want to, I want to know if I can romance any of these characters. Hmm. I I don't know if you can straight up like romance romance, but I remember there being gameplay clips of like like your character was like going on a walk with Doctor Strange and you increased the bond or something. There was some type of like yeah, relationship there was, rating. There was like sparring with uh, Blade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I think they had those aspects in there, but I gotta be honest with you, I don't think you're gonna be able to romance any character in a Disney game. <laughs> yeah. That just seems like maybe a step too far because then it's like, ah, uh, we have to we have to make Doctor Strange do what? <laughs> we have to model what? <laughs> God, I, I just don't think they would be down for that. But uh, yeah, I think you'll be able to like, you know, form bonds. We'll, we'll see how that stuff works. The, the G rated um, um, 
like the PG rated um, romance. Exactly. Ah, oh, what? Why are my two aunties always around each other at at, at every family <laughs> function? Oh, they're just really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So yeah. In any case, uh, yeah, I will say Midnight Suns looks interesting. Um, it, it's crazy that it's coming out this year because I remember they delayed it, quote unquote, indefinitely. And it was looking like it was going to be another February 2023 game. But the fact it's coming out in December, good on them for making this year. It's after all the Game Awards stuff, so that kind of sucks. But, you know, good on them for making it. Uh, Hopefully they're doing okay back there and they're not struggling and killing themselves to get it out in time. But, uh, yeah, game looks solid. Hopefully it's good. Or actually, it's not even hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's something I would want to play. Because looking at it, it's like, it's right on the edge of being interesting to me. So can I, can I just mention something that I just found hilarious? Please, please. Uh, G4, like the G, G4 Twitter re- retweeted uh, something Adam Sussler tweeted, which was since Midnight Suns, I have no clue who, who is developing any of the, any of these games. Is all eternal? Immediately, John Drake responds with, nope. In parentheses, all of Partner Studios. And Sussler <laughs> responds with, I appreciate you knowing that was primarily directed at that that was directed at you primarily when I asked it. Also, you've been busy. <laughs> As for damn sure. Yeah, shout out to John Drake. I know he's the person where, outside of the Marvel stuff, if you see any game made with a Disney property or even a Fox property at this point, he's had a hand in that. He is responsible, at least in part, for the Monkey Island game, which was also at that showcase. Um, he's responsible for all of the... You know, that castle, that illusion island uh, game we were just talking about with the Mickey Mouse characters, all that stuff, too. So, like, he's been working his ass off. Good for him. And, oh, you know what else? I just realized we didn't see it. This thing that we should have seen. Wh- where the fuck is Indiana Jones from Machine Games? Oh, yeah. yeah we That was like, didn't they announce that almost two years ago? Yeah. Where's the- yeah. I want the gameplay on that, bro. Like, goddamn. If we're not getting Wolfenstein 3, give me something, bro. I need machine games back in my life. It's been way too long. And hopefully not with another co-op oh, shooter. I, I just saw something. Like, what if what if when the um what if when the or if the acquisition Oh yeah, that acquisition. If that goes through. What if Raven made another Wolfenstein? Dude, don't even. Don't put that in my brain. Oh, uh, I before here's the thing I would take that because I like Wolfenstein 2008. Number one, first, I don't know if you saw the rumor that once this deal goes through, they're gonna bring back some more backwards compatible games, and the rumor is that it would include Wolfenstein 2008. Oh my god, I would fucking cry. Um, but yeah, if that happened, I'd be excited. I want Raven to make more shooters that aren't fucking militaristic anymore. Uh, Because Singularity was great. Wolfenstein 2008 was really good, too. But I'm not going to have hope until I have reason to, is all I'm going to say. If they they brought back 2008 from backwards compatibility, then I can have some hope that Raven would work on anything that isn't Call of Duty. But I'm not having that hope until I get that signed. Um, But yeah, as far as this Disney showcase, uh, yeah, it's it's fine. It's I, I would rate it like if I had to give it a rating, I'd give it like a C. Because there were cool things there, and nothing there looked or was bad. It's just a bunch of stuff I personally don't care about. Uh, Would you say the same on your side, or would you be more positive or negative? There was more that I liked. Like, there's maybe, out of all the things, I don't know, I don't remember how many things were were specifically shown. But 
there may be one or two things I didn't like. I was like the mobile game and yeah, mainly mainly the uh <laughs> mainly the mobile games. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm well we're gonna get get to that with um we move on to uh Ubisoft. Yeah, we're we'll talk about Ubisoft here right now. Because I saw um I I was I was say say it. I did not watch the Ubisoft forward. Yeah. Fair, but I saw I saw uh, I think Water sixty fours like recap of it, mm-hmm. and I just reacted based off that based off that, and I saw one of your tweets about a certain game that is in both of our things we're excited for. Oh my god, we and will like, talk about that in a second. Yeah, like what the fuck is going on with this? Yeah, that there's a lot of interesting things going on in Ubisoft, but yeah, I, I will also before we hop off this Disney thing. Shout out to the Toy Story world and Disney Dreamlight. I don't think I'll ever play that game, but I like Toy Story, so shout out to that. And Disney Speedstorm, the little kart racer that they announced, looks kind of cool. I ain't going to lie. It's giving me Mod Nation. I don't know. <laughs> I, and I like Mod Nation racers, so maybe that's good, or maybe I'm just really attracted to the Mulan model they used in that game. Um, but in any case, th- that's everything for Disney. I think that's enough. <laughs> we stretched out enough content from that very minuscule showcase. Let's talk about the next one here. Ubisoft Forward for September 2022. They kept talking about this forward. They kept saying, oh, this is going to be the big coming out party for Assassin's Creed. There's, We have no idea what the hell's coming out for Assassin's Creed for the next year or so. We're finally going to fill in a lot of these blanks. We're going to show off a lot of things. Very exciting. And then the showcase started, and it was 53 minutes of things that weren't Assassin's Creed. <laughs> And it's I, like I said at the very beginning of the show, literally the opposite problem of uh, the Disney showcase. For the Disney showcase, it was out of your way very quickly, but not much of that time was spent on things I cared about. Where Ubisoft Forward, it was damn near, not damn near two hours, but it was like 90 minutes at least of announcements and stuff to look at. And like half of that shit, I did not give a fuck about. They spent so much time on Just Dance. <laughs> And I will say they're doing cool new things with Just Dance. Like they're bringing it to its only current gen. It's no longer on the Wii and all those old systems. It's only current gen. It's like a live service now. They're doing all the, they're basically modernizing the game. But at the same time, it's Just Dance. How much time? We know what Just Dance is. And so, you know, frustrating things like that. Um, They showed off, you know, we got the new uh, Mario Rabbits. I was going to say Kingdom Battle. I think Sparks of Hope is the name of the new one. Yeah, it's um, a spiritual successor to Kingdom Battle. Wait, it's not a direct sequel? They, Did they say uh, that? They called it, or they, they were calling it, a, they've been calling it a, a not a direct sequel, but a spiritual sequel. <laughs> All right, that's interesting. They have no, re- I mean, it's not like the game came out 20 years ago. You can just say it's a sequel, but all right, whatever. <laughs> whatever works for them. Um, but yeah, Mario and Rabbits, uh, I will say that game looks cool. That game looks fun. I really need to go back to the original because I enjoyed what I played at the original. But the coolest thing from that was like Rayman's coming back to the franchise, which is kind of wild if you think about it. It's like, like the, mm-hmm. the the game that I was, obs- I was obsessed with as a child. Come back, coming back. It felt great. <laughs> felt great to see. Yeah. That. I mean, that is great to see. I mean, but... I'm going to pre-order the mm-hmm. game and then get it. Make sure I get the season pass. So yes, definitely get all that stuff. You're definitely gonna want that if you want Rayman. But what this feels like, it's like what if Hobbs and Shaw just had like 17 sequels? 
and and then in one <laughs> sequel they're like here's vin diesel <laughs> that's what this feels like that's what this feels like um that's a fast and furious joke for you guys um, <laughs> yeah exactly it's just it feels like an alternate reality where we had a bunch of rayman games and now they don't make rayman games and so now he's popping up as a guest character in his own in the spinoff of his games like it feels weird not in a way where i'm like mad or upset about it it's just like what the hell it's just very strange but it's cool that he's coming back. I'm excited for, you know, the Rayman fans out there. I know you're one of them, so happy for y'all. Um, but, like, most of the stuff they showed, like Skull and Bones, I feel like we've seen enough of that game. I didn't need to see more of it because I already counted it out, <laughs> to be honest. Um, let me see. Trackmania, the proper Trackmania from PC, is finally coming to consoles and is getting cross-progression and cross-platform play. That's really cool. I know there's a lot of Trackmania fans out there, and I've I've been somewhat interested in trying out that series. So uh, perhaps I'll do so then. Even though I think I have like two Trackmania games from PlayStation Plus, we're not going to talk about that. Um, cool. I will say there's some cool. You know, they're doing a lot of stuff on mobile. We'll talk about some of that stuff. Um, and then you know you got your Brawlhalla crossing with Castlevania, which is cool. You got a really long segment on Mythic Quest Season Three, which is a good show that people say is good. Why is it in this video game conference? But you know, I, I, I actually I, I can answer that. Oh, I I mean I I know why it is, but please regale us the tale. Okay, so Mythic Quest is like the a lot of the footage they use and stuff in their episodes are either mm-hmm. from uh, what was that game? Uh, it, was, it was like a live at life service game where you're playing as um different era like different era um melee oh for honor yeah for honor they were using like they would use for honor footage or they'd basically use different uh ubisoft game footage for their huh. for like if they were talk, doing a trailer or doing showing gameplay they just show for honor stuff mixed in with some other stuff okay but the, if you if you do end up watching it, watching it, I think the first or the first season episode like six or seven has barely any connection to the to the greater story of the season. Uh, I think dark, dark quiet death. Huh. It's 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 legitimately one of the best episodes of television that I've ever seen. Huh. All right. Well, I'll have to investigate. Yeah. Pe- like I said, people love the show. I should actually probably give it a shot one of these days, but and Especially yes, Archie I kills it. Oh, oh yeah, that's a, I forgot she's in that show. Yeah, great point. I've been wanting to see her like just act regularly because I know she's great in all these games I love, but like I want to see her in front of a camera and just see how that works. Well, not how that works, but like how she does there because I know she'd be great at it. But um, yeah, I understand Ubisoft; they work with that show a lot, but it's still just tonally we're looking at a bunch of games and now here's a tv show that just that's weird no matter what um we got new stuff coming to the crew too which is a game i enjoy brightest republic as well getting some new stuff there's some cool stuff here yeah, but... I, was watching, I was watching the um kind of funny react live reacts to uh lucasfilm and d23 like the, the d23 stuff mm-hmm. and i think i had i was like it was uh joe noel Andy and him, uh, yeah. And I thought this, I had the same thought when uh, Andy brought up Rise Republic. 
like about season three. Like mm-hmm. they're on season three now. Yeah, <laughs> it like the game came out last year. Uh, is that like a low number than you thought, or a higher number than you thought? Higher, really? See, I mean, these seasons go by pretty quick. Like, what seasons? I would say you get about four seasons in a year, and the game's almost been out a year. So, I mean, and season four starts around the time it launched. With with Rocket League going season, getting season eight, that I expect. True. Like it's, it's been, been what? Out for a while. It's been what eight years? Yeah. Or well. Six? It it's been well it it was PlayStation Plus like second year PlayStation Four was out so maybe 2014 to now that seems way too long that's eight years God damn I am man we're all aging um but yeah eight years eight seasons that seems like it makes sense but at the same time a year a season seems like too long that you got to think about it in those for in those terms um. But yeah, just in general, like, I don't know, looks looks fine. I, I don't think, um, well, here's the thing. Just to give overall impressions, and then we'll dig into Assassin's Creed first. The overall, the overall show was fine. I, to be honest, I watched most of it, but I felt, or I didn't fall asleep during it. I didn't wake up until it was like 15 minutes in. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch what's left of this thing. Thinking it only had maybe... 30 minutes total and then it just kept going on and on and on and i'm like oh fuck i'm gonna have to like do the same thing i did for the marvel showcase and watch this and immediately go take a shower um so yeah there was just so much and a lot of it i didn't care about enough for it to be there but hey i i think writers republic is kind of cool i want to get back to that game thanks for giving me more content and a reason to go back um also, very quickly, this is the only thing I want to say about Writers Republic because I have it listed in my other highlights. But really, I just want to say this: if you know the song that's played in the background of that trailer, tell tell me. Someone tweet tweet at me. My Twitter's always in the description. Click my name. Tweet at me if you know this fucking song because it sounds like Britney Carter's voice, and Britney Carter is an indie rap artist that I've been following. She's really great. It sounds like her song, and I tweeted at her. She has not responded. And I looked at her page. She has not talked about, oh, my song got used in a Ubisoft song because this would be really big if it was. I am not sure. It just sounds like her. And I, I and the song's really good, but I'm like, who? what is this? Who is this? So anywho, I just want to say that. But um, yeah, a lot of the stuff they showed was somewhat interesting. Uh, like I said, I played the crew too, so I'm excited for that type of content a little bit. Um, but if you say this is the Assassin's Creed showcase, you got to have a lot less other shit than Assassin's Creed. Like, I understand you saved the best for last, but god damn, you, if you're saving the best for last, you don't tease that the best is coming and then, oh shit, surprise, here's all this other shit here. Like, no. <laughs> it, it just feels like they, it, it feels like a marketing problem rather than an actual pacing problem, because if this was just, they just announced it and that was it, I'd be like, cool. I, I, this is a cool showcase. I'd be more positive about it. But because they said it's Assassin's Creed and waited till the end for it, eh, bad taste. Are you talking about the Riders Republic uh, Season 4 trailer? Yes, Riders Republic Season 4. There's a um, rap song that they play. Who's Your Daddy by the by Justin Breda, Edward Ma, and Josh. Oh, Parker. you're looking at the trailer thing, aren't you? Okay. So they they just they just list they list everything in this in the uh, description. Look, I looked at that song. Let me go because that's from the Writers Republic official soundtrack, right? Uh, it's from because I looked it up. The freestyling season four trailer. Okay, let me look this uh, like the, the BMX stuff. 
oh, so it's not even on here. Okay, so I fucked up. Uh, I was looking for, I was looking for that song, and I'm like, all right, who's your daddy? Is this it right here? No, this isn't it. Because here's the thing. This is the beat. There's no words on this song. <laughs> so I don't know whose words those are. It makes me think they took her words from a song and just added it to this beat. And it doesn't help because I looked up that Who's Your Daddy song and I was like, I, this isn't the song. <laughs> so I, I was literally frantically in the parking lot at work right after looking at this trailer and like, what the fuck is this? So yeah, anywho. Um, yeah, thank you for that, but it, it didn't help. Um, so yeah, anywho, there was some cool stuff, but really the the big meat and potatoes of this thing was the Assassin's Creed news. They literally had a whole last showcase attached to the showcase to talk about just Assassin's Creed. And let's start with the one that's coming the most soon, which definitely feels like a return to form for the franchise. And that is Assassin's Creed Mirage. We got Basim coming back from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. A game I didn't play, but I know a lot of people like. Um, yeah, this game, I want to say it looks cool, but I also feel like we haven't seen much of the actual game. So I'm, I want to be a little bit timid because it's all CGI right now. But aesthetically, vibe-wise, seems like they're on to something. Definitely given Assassin's Creed 2 vibes, you know? What, what do you think about Mirage? Well, I mentioned it. Um, mentioned that the, this was going to be the... Um that this was one of the exp expansions turned into a uh, retail game for from uh, Valhalla mm -hmm. uh, during the episode, the predict the speculation podcast that me and Graydon did. True, true, and that will be linked in the description as well. Um, I don't, I honestly don't care about Assassin's Creed anymore. Damn, none of them. None of them. Wow. <laughs> no, this shit. This C is gonna certain, be a certain mm -hmm. one like. Obviously, the first one. Yeah, because it's with all of these franchises, the first one is either is leaves a mark. Like then, like the, with um, Unity, it was the. Ironically, it's the E3 demos that leave a special mark, leave a like leave a an impression. Uh, those demos were pretty cool. I'll give you that. And I try to look like who directed, like who was who was the person who directed this whole thing. I couldn't find it, and I was just like, "Damn!" Because I forgot. I forget, I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was Star Wars: Old Republic um, when that got announced, mm -hmm. and they're like, "They need to make this into a movie rather than the rather than the Assassin's Creed movie." Yeah, yeah, or no, it was um, it was like this was this was from like 2009. Oh, and it's just mainly like they need to get like forget like. Forget having like, like just regular CG like, CG effects like, or not CG effects like CG effects in like a live action movie. Mm -hmm. Have like a, just a whole movie like with blur. Oh, like with the, with the uh, blur studios like making like, making the whole thing. It'd probably take a while. Huh. But I just I could just admit like, the um, Assassin's Creed one that was shown yesterday, the upcoming one. There were some points where I thought that was actually live action. Oh, during the little uh, cinematic trailer? Yeah, I I, I should have thought that was live action. Hmm. Because of like the the small little details like on the face. Yes, the facial animations in that were really really good. Yeah, I, I I mean I agree with you. It was very impressive just looking at like all the details they had, even like the smoke bombs and stuff that were it was colored smoke and just the environmental details and the city streets and 
it looked really fucking good. But at the same time, I'm like, I mean, they're already going to be making a live action Assassin's Creed series on Netflix, apparently, which is a little bit wild. Um, live action Assassin's Creed, live action The Division. Shit, I forgot about The Division. Isn't what's his name? Not I keep wanting to say Mark Ruffalo, not Mark Ruffalo. The guy uh, from fucking Night Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain. Thank you. Those two. Um, yeah, those they're apparently attached to that division project. I don't I don't think I'm going to care about a division project, but an Assassin's Creed project. I don't care about the movie that currently exists, but you could do a cool Assassin's Creed project, especially as a TV show. You could do something cool with that. Let's just see if they do. Um, but yeah, as far as Mirage goes, since it seems like you're completely out of it, I'll say I'm I'm timidly interested. I want to see gameplay. That's the thing they did not show. They did not show any gameplay. But if we're talking old school Assassin's Creed, where it's less that I even I don't even care about the stealth side of Assassin's Creed that much. What I am more excited about is a deeper focus on parkour because I love my favorite parts of Assassin's Creed 2 were doing the little underground tombs where you'd have to just climb up and collect this rare armor. And you'd just be climbing for like 20 minutes and it was fucking great. And I loved it. It reminded me of like the Tomb Raider games before the Crystal Dynamics reboot. It so, was actually yeah. mm-hmm. for for me. It was actually the it was the like the old the original like Assassin's Creed like one one through basically the first game until Black Black Flag. Like mm-hmm. from, from there, I just I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, that's when it just went too far into the massive world stuff. No, no, no it was actually the massive world stuff I enjoyed, but oh. like the the stealth like in Assassin's Creed two. You have to it's you have to race your your family your your brother home, mm-hmm. and if you don't win the if you don't win the the race you you lose. I can't get I can never I've never gotten past that point. Damn, that's that's because right, like because I'll try to I'll try to get to a certain area and I'll just it just won't well, something will yeah. happen and like they'll, they'll grab the wrong go. branch or something. Yeah, and I'll be like just the we try then comes up and I'm like fuck this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I understand that those old games can feel old in ways that can be frustrating often, but I don't know. Maybe I just have nostalgia for them. I'm sure, but I'm not gonna st- I'm not gonna tell you, hey, you should try those old Assassin's Creed games, or even maybe you should if you like exploring a big open world. They really minimized a lot of the traversal stuff in the Origins Odyssey Valhalla era. Um, so if you're interested. You can go back to those games and try those out. I always recommend Origins because that's my favorite one. And if you're intimidated by like the, oh, Odyssey has a has 500 hours of content or Valhalla has 3,000 hours of content. If you're intimidated by that, Origins is closer to a reasonable length. I think I did, I got the Platinum and did all the DLC in that game and I haven't played for 100 hours. I think I hit 100 hours after I beat the last DLC mission but before that i think i had put in like 70 hours to get the platinum so if you don't want to do everything you could get a respectable 50 out of it and you know be done with it but oh, don't, yeah don't get me wrong origins is a is a one of the one of the if one of the best like if like top 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 10 or not top 10 top three um oh hell Assassin's yeah Creed games like the way they brought in they brought back the uh ship combat mm-hmm but only like it's set piece thing, so it's not yeah. something you have to micromanage. I like that. Um, no, that that game, like even with like the like the Xbox, the Series X and S, 
um, enhancements look look even better. True, very and true. I remember, I like I I played the hell. I was playing the hell out of that game um, back back in twenty nineteen, literally mm-hmm. right before right before everything went to shit. Yeah, in the old world, in the olden days. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. Okay, well, if if you enjoy that one, then. Maybe maybe stay in that lane for the foreseeable future when it comes to Assassin's Creed. Maybe we'll see gameplay Mirage and it looks more like the RPG stuff we're used to than we thought it would be. Um, but right now, Mirage looks decent. It looks like it's going to be a pretty cool, interesting game. And I have just enough nostalgia for those classic Assassin's Creed games to where I'm intrigued. But once again, got to see some gameplay. Um, speaking of lack of gameplay, we saw even less of these next couple games here. Uh, yeah, first up, uh- these yeah, ones, I have no idea what they are. I, I, miss, I, mean, I, I miss like all the I missed those these announcements. Oh, oh, so you don't even know what these words mean? No. Oh, awesome. OK, I'm going to tell you all about it. So uh, Project Red. So basically during this thing, they showed off Mirage, which is the actual title game that we've been leaked all the high hell. We all knew it was coming. But all the rest of these are just project code names because they're so far out into the future. They don't have that much to show, just like very small teasers and clips. So the first one here, Project Red. This is the game that Assassin's Creed fans have been asking for for literally, if not a decade, maybe more than a decade. This is Assassin's Creed, but feudal Japan. Oh. And so, yeah, it is literally the thing that people have asked for. Now, the thing is, it seems like with Mirage, they are breaking the Assassin's Creed games off into two different paths. One path is going to be the traditional, you know, Assassin's Creed 2 era stealth game like Mirage is planning to be or we're expecting Mirage to be. And then the open world RPGs like Odyssey, Origins, Valhalla. Project Red is probably going to be in that open world RPG vein, um, which might make some people nervous. But the thing that makes me more nervous. Yes, this game sounds cool. This is definitely something I want to play. You know, Feudal Japan Assassin's Creed sounds like a winner, even if it is coming out super late. But it is coming out late to the point where Ghost of Tsushima kind of did this already. <laughs> like, I, I'm we have several years, and I, I, I've said on Twitter, the clock is ticking. I now have to play Ghost of Tsushima before Project Red comes out. So, you know, whenever that happens, I will make sure I have Ghost of Tsushima behind me. But I feel like Ghost of Tsushima did it so well that if you want to do another one, you're really going to have to do something new, something unique. You're, you're going to have to like, you're going to have to bring your A game. So hopefully they bring their A game for that one. And it's being made by the Odyssey slash Origins team. Um, very excited for that. So yeah, that's the Project Red. Does that one tickle your fancy? That sound cool at all? Yeah. Um, as for like what you're, as for you saying like, um, Ghost of Tsushima already did that. They mm-hmm. they did and they didn't. Like yeah. like with with what with this one, like imagine it'll be just it'll be Assassin, an Assassin's Creed story in the world, and like in the, send the era. With Ghosts, it was uh, Sucker Punch going for like a going for like a classic, like like Kurosawa type of vibe. Yeah, like going with a um, Criterion. Mm-hmm. Um, felt like era film or like a film that would be in the Criterion collection. Yes, I get you. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Assassin's Creed definitely would not try to go as cinematic as Ghost of Tsushima would because those games are aggressively gamey. Um, but 
don't know. I feel like people have gotten their open world uh, feudal Japan game, like the pinnacle of what that could be. I feel like they've gotten that in Ghost of Tsushima. And while I do think Project Red is going to be different, I just feel like how different could it be <laughs> for people? Because here's the thing. People are very excited about this. People are popping off on Twitter and everything. But when it actually comes out, is it going to be the smash hit like everyone thought this game would be? Or is it going to be like, okay, well, I've played that, you know? So we'll see. We we probably have several years before Red comes out. They didn't give a year or anything. Like Mirage is coming out next year. So Red is probably 2024 at the earliest. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that one later on. Um, after that, we have another interesting one. This one also got leaked. The Feudal Japan one got leaked. This next one got leaked as well. We're going to talk about it. Um, Project Hex, I believe is what it's pronounced. It's H-E-X-E. So I assume that last E is silent, but Project Hex. This is another Assassin's Creed game. Not sure if it's an open world game or if it's a stealth game. But this one is being led by Clint Hawking. You might know Clint Hawking from Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, Far Cry 2, and most recently Watch Dogs Legion. Um, he's known for doing some weirdly ambitious, kind of wacky, off-the-wall things with game design. Uh, sometimes I appreciate it in the case of Far Cry 2. Other times, it's not enough to make the game around it stand up that well in the case of Watch Dogs Legion. But I think he's always going to do something interesting. So the fact that they gave him an Assassin's Creed game is very cool. And the setting for this one... Now, let me look this up, because I don't remember the exact setting. I just know the vibes... <laughs> If that makes sense, uh, let's see. Is it in this article or do I have to click through? Um, all right, I have to click through. Give me a second. Now, this one is going to have some mystical shit. Um, let me see. Okay, so I'm just going to read from the article that I have linked here from IGN by Matt Perslow. Shout out to IGN, Matt Perslow. Um, I'm just going to read the paragraph for this game. A trailer for Codename Hex was shown, but it revealed nothing about the setting or main character. It did, however, hint towards an unusual direction for the series. The Assassin's Creed triangle logo is made of twigs and twine, which was shown hanging from a tree branch, much like a witchcraft talisman. The game's main logo features that talisman positioned over a rune-filled trailer. That imagery and the... Uh, what just dropped? Did the bot just leave? Okay, no. Whew, uh, I was the, very The scared. other bot left. Oh, the music bot. Okay, we're good. We're good. I forgot that was even a thing. Um, all right, back to it. Sorry about that. Uh, the game's main logo features that talesman positioned over a rune-filled design in the shape of a heptagram, seven-pointed star. Based on the eerie music used in the trailer, that imagery, the hex name, which is German word for witch, could the Assassin's Creed franchise be exploring the topic of witch hunts? The Bamberg witch trials, which took place during the 1600s against the backdrop of the Thirty Years' War, seems a reasonable guess as what Hex's setting could be, but there's no official details from Ubisoft. So Witch Trials Assassin's Creed. That sounds fascinating to me. From Clint Hawking as well, so you know he's going to do some weird gameplay shit. Like, that's going to be very, very interesting. Can't wait to see what the hell that's going to be. Um, I can only imagine, like, with the idea of Witch Trials and the whole, like... Because I'm, I'm most familiar with the Salem Witch Trials, of course. But if this is anything like that, like... Are people being accused of being a witch? Is there going to be some gameplay mechanic of like you can go up and accuse people and they die? Use that as an assassination tactic? Like you could do some cool stuff with that setting, with that vibe. So, and also, you know, with Odyssey, Assassin's Creed is no stranger to getting mystical with the powers. Even Origins did some mystical shit. Are you doing some witchcraft attacks? 
that could be cool. So what do you think about this one? This one tickle your fancy at all? Does it sound exciting, interesting? Yeah, I actually remember when it, um when Clint Hawking was at and when I say was at, I mean he was there very briefly, uh, when he was at LucasArts back in the day. Huh. And he literally he left um like he he, he was there from twenty ten to twenty twelve. Oh wow. I had no clue. It was literally like th- th- four or five months before they got bought or before they shut down. Hmm. And oh. this is an interesting uh, direction to go with. Yeah, very interesting. And they're saying it's a full-fledged title, which I don't think, I don't know if they mean that to imply it's an RPG or a stealth game, but I this sounds so like, it's not even like, oh, this is what I always wanted. It's just so off the wall that I can't help be fascinated by this idea. Um. The thing that sucks about it is they're announcing it now and they already have Project Red, which is probably not for 2024. This this one has to be 2025, 2026, like several years out from now. So, yeah, God only knows when we'll see it, but very interesting, very fascinating on that one. Um, And then this last Assassin's Creed announcement I have or this last game that they announced, they announced four Assassin's Creed games at this thing. This one is Assassin's Creed Project Jade. This one is mobile exclusive. It is coming out just on mobile. It is the first Assassin's Creed game. I just unplugged something in my computer. I don't know what that was. Um, My mic's still on, so it doesn't matter. Um, Oh, God. It was my hard drive. Fuck. It's fine. Um, Anywho. uh, Fuck, what was I talking about? Assassin's Creed Jade. It is the first Assassin's Creed game where you can customize your character. So you can change all your details and whatnot. And this one is set in China. I think like, I I don't know what age of China, but like ancient China and sometime in the past, Uh, the character that they had in the trailer was definitely a Chinese character. Um, And here's the thing about this one. They say it's a full scale open world Assassin's Creed game. So it's a real ass Assassin's Creed game on mobile. That concept sounds interesting. If it has controller support, I will definitely try it out. The thing that makes me cynical about it, the the news of Tencent investing into Ubisoft heavily just came out. Like they've been doing that for a while, but they just upped their their percentage of investment in the company. I understand that, you know, China is a big market that everyone wants to get, but there's something weirdly on the nose about let's make a mobile Assassin's Creed game and set it in China. They'll have to play it now. <laughs> you know, like it just seems like I understand they're going for that market, but it's like, damn, y'all are to the exclusion of any other idea, you're really trying to go for them. Which, honestly, ancient China doesn't sound like a bad location for an Assassin's Creed game. That does still sound interesting to me, but I don't know. It's just, it, I can see the business in it so directly that it kind of, you know, sucks a lot of the joy out of it. But conceptually, it seems like a cool idea. Um, so, Jade, tickle your fancy at all? Something you'd be interested in? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because With it being mobile exclusive, it feels so like, Eh. <laughs> like oh okay rather than something to be outright excited for because yeah, it's just like, like mm-hmm. again depending on how depending on how it plays and how it is received yeah it it could it could be good it could be bad and with it being a mobile game as well the 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 limits of possibility there are so much lower than like a full-scale console game or a pc game it's like uh you more or less know what you're getting into when you get a game like this here so We'll see. I, I'm interested in Jade. I want to see gameplay and such when it comes out later on. But anywho, 
that's all of the Assassin's Creed games that got announced. Uh, they did also say, hey, we have a documentary coming out or it's already out of the entire Assassin's Creed franchise because they're celebrating their 15th anniversary. Uh, they're having one last DLC chapter in Assassin's Creed Valhalla to kind of tie, tie up a lot of the storylines and such to lead on to the future games in the franchise. Um, and that's more or less it. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'm going to look at the article. I don't know why I have to think Infinity. when I have an article. Oh, yeah, Infinity. Um, real quick, because Infinity was barely even a news story. They talked about it for like 14 seconds. So it turns out Assassin's Creed Infinity, this big, crazy platform we were all nervous about, like, oh, it's their live service Assassin's Creed game. Oh, my God. The way they're, they talked um, mm-hmm. they're Yeah, they compared it to... Or they they used two comparisons, which has which have have has me very nervous. Fortnite and GTA Online. Oh wait, did Ubisoft use that phrase? Yeah. Oh fuck. Uh, all right, so maybe I should be a little nervous. Um, Infinity is going to be host. It's going to be a platform host. Um, X. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, I. <laughs> I just heard also, I just heard something upstairs. So my, my folks were out of town for the weekend. So I'm hoping they're not home already. I'm expecting them to be home tonight. But nope, I hear footsteps. All right, that's probably them. If I have to leave, just know that's what I'm doing. But in any case, because <laughs> I, I might have to help them with bags or something, but it's fine. Um, in any case, yeah, Infinity, I, from what they were talking about, in my head, what I was thinking was something closer to like a Ubisoft Uplay, like the little thing in the back end that gave you like, rewards and achievements between games on the ubisoft account and all that stuff that's what i had in my head but when you're talking about it here i am even slightly more confused because like if infinity is how you're playing all these other games this is how you're going to be playing red through infinity this is how you're going to be playing project hex through infinity if that's the case how are we how are we getting into these games what is the reason for them to be through infinity and not just standalone hey i'm gonna buy this game for 60 dollars. like i don't understand why that is is there like a battle pass between all of them that they share like i just don't understand what it'll be more of a service rather than rather than a game i mean i i can accept that here's the thing if if whatever code name red is if that comes out and it isn't literally like like, let me beat this game from beginning to end, run around the open world, do side quests. I don't want a single repeating side quest, you know? Like, what they had yeah. a lot in Origins is, oh, this assassin died. Go to his body, find out who killed him, and then go find that random enemy in the world, take him out, and you get XP for it. If all of the side quests in Assassin's Creed co- in Codename Red is that type of shit, okay, I will wait. not like it. Uh, Red is going to be the first game in the in to be included in, in infinity yeah uh, followed by hex yeah it and yeah which is fine they're saying mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a it's intended to be an entry point for future Assassin's Creed titles for players as well as to simplify development of these games across ubisoft studios yeah yeah i mean that's cool. Uh, I, I think that's going to help for, you know, development. You know, if they're all on one platform, just keep going and going and going. That'll be a little bit simpler. I think that's what Call of Duty is moving towards, too, because they don't have like an Assassin's Creed Infinity type launcher or whatever, but all of their games are connected. Like for the longest time, like what Modern Warfare 1 was the original game, you could play that in the same engine. You you could play that and it would switch over the uh, 
what Vanguard now seamlessly and then Black Ops Cold War seamlessly like they were all kind of running in the same ecosystem. Seems like this might be that thing. Like maybe they always have these extra currencies in these Assassin's Creed games. Maybe Infinity, you get one currency and it goes to every game. Like that would be cool. But I I just don't know what that could be. I just hope it doesn't water down the really cool single player experience of playing these games. That's all. That's all I want. <laughs> but yeah, I imagine, Infinity. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's gonna be just like a in universe like a like a like they're all instead of switching yeah like i said like instead of switching into one game at a time it's like you go into this world it's in game world and you're mm-hmm. you're like going you're going into the animus in game and that'll be your entryway into each each uh respective game yeah yeah like it, it says um infinity will be will be used to present the modern day setting of the games involving the animus while each game oh well, each, well, each game will be focused on the historical setting. Okay, I like that. So it's who that. So literally, it sounds like Infinity is just the Animus that. Pe- it seems like we're getting to the point where they would sell in the in the series they would sell Animus as like a physical product to customers, and then they would go back in time in these in these flashbacks, and that's how they would enjoy their entertainment. Now they're just doing that literally for us, <laughs> like Infinity. Yeah. What happens if you, what happens if you die in the game? Do you die in real life? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. In the exact same way that people just show up with knife wounds and they're like, "This dude was swimming. What happened?" <laughs> oh God. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see yeah, about that. We'll... Bear. He was just sitting in a chair. <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. We'll we'll see what happens with. Uh, I was about to say Disney Infinity. Good God. Too many infinities. Too much marketing. Oh man, I wish um, I were back in Disney Infinity. That would have been cool. That would have been a. You want to get a pop for this showcase they had? That would have been a pop. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we got for Assassin's Creed right here. Um, let's go on to some other highlights real quick before we get into what we're playing. Um. I'll say I already talked about Riders Republic. I said what I want to say there. I'm going to say this very quickly because we have one game here that we're both sharing. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to start off really quick. The Division Resurgence in Heartland look interesting to me. Now, I'm someone who I didn't play the Division 1, but I beat all of the Division 2's main story mode. And I was really annoyed that I beat the story and they're like, you did it. Now here's an extra weapon that we kept locked away from you for the whole game. And now go do more content. And we refilled all the things you cleared out. And I'm like, fuck. But oh, consume the content. Exactly. It felt like a consume the content game. And it was really just a podcast game. I was enjoying myself. Then I got to the end and it kind of took the wind out of my sails. But the Division Resurgence in Heartland, Resurgence is the mobile version of the Division. It just looks like the Division. Like it just looks like the exact same game I played on ps5 slash ps4 and for that like great like awesome like i i would definitely play that on mobile uh i i kind of like having my progression tied like i i don't think it's going to be directly hey move all your stats from division two into this game but it definitely feels like hey here's this game and it's going to be isolated to the mobile platform in the same way that like a call of duty mobile is and that's something that annoys me about call of duty mobile so yeah i will play it i will definitely try it because i i think it's supposed to be free to play as well i will give it a shot but at the same time will i stick with it for that long if it has controller support i'll definitely play it for a while but eh, we'll see but heartland also free to play seems like it's going to be like a smaller open world 
but still open world and it has some like battle royale elements i just want to see what heartland is it just seems like it's going to be a fun game i don't think i'd play it every day but it definitely seems like something i'd want to try out it seems like a cool new spin on the division and at this point i'm i'd be interested in that as someone who played had my fill with the division two so yeah we'll see what's up with that um but i think the thing that we both really want to go off on is this announcement that is fucking crazy like well, well, real quick, do you want to talk about Mario Rabbits more right now, or do you want to wait after Valent Heart? Oh no, 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 no! It's just that I'm, I mentioned this more on the speculation podcast that I put, I, I played um, Kingdom Battle uh, back when I first got my Switch, mm-hmm. and I mentioned that I I wasn't at before until I watched like the, uh, so, like saw everything at the, like the bit I did watch. I just put. Put it aside and just said, like, any interest. I said basically just put aside any any interest I would have, saying that I already have a game like that on Switch, and that's Digimon Survive. Ah, okay. But so that niche is kind of filled. Yeah, but Rayman. Ray- yeah, Rayman, Rayman might that, do it for you. They, they had they had me at Rayman. <laughs> yeah, we we did mention that earlier, so I respect that Rayman. You know, very cool. <laughs> So I can't blame you for liking that. But one thing that ain't cool is now here's the thing. They they had a whole segment here. Ubisoft is partnering with Netflix on a bunch of things. We talked about that live action show that they're getting for Assassin's Creed. You know, sure, whatever. They're also doing the mobile games. Of course, Netflix has been doing a lot of deals to get exclusive mobile games on their streaming service. And they're getting a new Titan Quest game from Ubisoft. They're getting something else before we get to the big one. I, oh, they're getting an Assassin's Creed game on mobile, exclusive to Netflix. But I'm not sure if this is the same Assassin's Creed game we talked about with Jade. Still not certain if it's that same one. Um, and then also, we're getting a sequel to fucking Valiant Hearts, exclusive to mobile on Netflix. If you don't remember, ladies and gentlemen, and those in between, or those off the spectrum. Valiant Hearts is the fucking indie game based in World War One with the really cool art style, the UB art style that we all came to know and love. That yeah. came out like beginning of PS4 generation. Is it getting a sequel now on this platform? Like what? <laughs> I swear. Why? Like I, mm-hmm. the trailer for Valiant Hearts one maybe one of like the biggest tearjerkers of a trailer of, of a video game trailer I've ever had, and. That includes like games that have come out since the, our trailers that have come out since then, like, um, yeah, Over Dead Island, in fact, Dead Island, um, <laughs> yeah, um, Detroit. Back before before everything was found out about it, yeah, before we knew, yeah, before we knew, like just to hold on a little bit longer, a bit, yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. But actually, yeah. if you, mm-hmm. um, if you go into that, go to that trailer of uh, Luther saying, "Hold on, just a little bit longer." It is a mess in there. Like not not like a like people being hurtful, just people like pe- real real depression in there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like it is a mess. <laughs> that is for certain. But well, speaking of messes, like for Valiant Hearts too. Like yeah, I'm right there with you. That trailer was a tearjerker, but like the game itself was pretty. It was endearing, but it was also very sad and tragic at the same time. But it was also cute. Like, it just really struck a nice emotional 
and just vibe wise tone that I really liked. And here's the thing. I just talked about it earlier in this podcast that I'm less adverse to playing a game on mobile. I, I, I'm probably going to try this out. If it has controller support, especially, I'll try it out. But Netflix's model with their games, how I have to log into my Netflix account every time I open one of these games, not every time I open it, but like I have to validate that I'm part of this subscription service to be able to play this game. Just put it, I'll pay $5 for it if it's a, a fucking Google Play Store game. Like I would do that. Like it just, it, it's just, a, it's more annoying than anything. Um, I don't like, especially for a game like Valiant Arts 2. That's something I would have liked to sit on the couch, put on the TV, and go ham. Like, I I would have loved to play that on a big screen because that art style deserves it. It's a really pretty game. But now I have to play it on mobile, and I'm sure it'll be fine. I, I'm interested to see, is this going to be a sequel to the same characters? Is this a different war front? Um, I would like to see, is this a different cast of characters, but it's still World War One. Like, what are we doing here? Um yeah i would i would love to see what that game is it's just super it's just very annoying because at the end of the day i have netflix i have a phone i could play this game pretty easily but i don't want to do it that way i want to play it on a screen and you know assassin's creed jade doesn't hurt because that entire game is made to be on a phone they they are trying to get that chinese market like that's just it's shameless and it's obvious and that's fine because we have three other assassin's creed full-scale projects Valiant Hearts 2, the only one you're getting is this mobile one. <laughs> they said it's exclusive. Of course, they use that language and they could port it to main consoles later, but they say it's exclusive. So if we're holding their word for it, this is what we got. And it's really fucking frustrating. Not happy about that at all. But I hope the game's good. If the game's good, maybe I will try it and say fuck it. So we'll see. So yeah, that's my opinion on that one. Any other thing you want to say about Valiant Hearts 2 before we uh, get out of the main topic here? Uh, just. I haven't actually finished the game. Ooh, you should go back and do that. <laughs> like I have, it's one of those things where I have it on Switch and um, PS or PlayStation. Although I don't know uh, if, it'll run, if it'll run well on PS5. It's probably fine on PS5. I don't think a lot of those UBR games have too much issue. I know Assassin's Creed Syndicate does, but yeah, that, like that's that's one of the few ones that um doesn't run well but i i've heard nothing bad about like the rayman games and other games that use that art style so i think you're fine um but you know i guess excuse me i guess boot it up just to be safe but yeah play valiant hearts is you and anyone else listening as well play valiant hearts it's a very solid cute little title and i enjoy it a lot um and we're getting a sequel just in a way that no one wanted or expected um but that's pretty much it for topic of the show both of these showcases I have a feeling this is the last time we will talk about a showcase for the rest of the year, well, unless unless Sony finally does something. Well, there is a Nintendo Direct coming up. Oh, yeah, there's a Nintendo Direct coming up. That's true. Um, and then there's also TGS stuff. Uh, T- I, I got to be honest, TGS, no disrespect, there are still some big games that come to TGS. I feel like a good 70% of that showcase is just mobile games now. I mean, there was the thing that, that, that happened with... Uh konami renewing the rights or the license first week then that is true that did happen also i think last year xbox that's where they announced hey uh what is it ai to somnium files and another japanese game that i'm forgetting is oh uh scarlet scarlet nexus both of those came to game pass with a tgs announcement so perhaps we'll get something like that this year but i'm not 
I don't know if we'll make a whole show about it, is what I'm saying. Um, but as far as things we probably talk about on this show, I feel like the PlayStation 1 and Nintendo Direct are probably the last two for the year. And then until, after that, it's just games. Until the Game Awards. Yeah, Game Awards, of course. You know, we'll, we'll go in on that. But I think not only, oh, there's going to be less showcases, but I also think there's just so many games coming out. Like, next month is Bayonetta at the end of the month, which I'm losing my shit for. Uh, games are already coming out. We have God of War the month after that. We have a Pokemon. lot of big things coming up. Yeah, Poke. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Pokemon's coming out that month as well. Um, and then I'm going to have a Steam Deck in a couple days. So, like, fuck everything else. I'm going to actually be playing some games. Um, so, yeah, look forward to all that stuff. We'll be talking about that in the future. But for now, let's go ahead and real quick talk about what we've been playing, the games that we have on the docket here. Um, I'm just going to throw this out here because I want you to talk about your game first. But real quick, I just want to give folks an update on uh, one of the games that I've been playing. I've talked about it a lot on the podcast already, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But a quick update on Midnight Fight Express. I'm on the last boss, but it is hard. <laughs> it is so difficult. Um, when I when I talked about this game last, I was in a highway chase, and the cars would come so fast up the road that I couldn't see them in time for me to be able to turn out the way, and it was really frustrating. Uh, someone on Twitter hit me up and was like, "Hey, buddy, you know, there's like a you can see the red flashing lights of their brakes." flat like glaring from the top of the screen before the car comes on screen and i didn't know that and so i went back played it sure enough that was the case so i was able to have enough time to dodge out of the cars and i was able to beat that level played the rest of it and now i'm on the final boss which is like an android robot with the insta kill laser and i and you have to fight it just with your bare fists you, he, he does he's immune to bullets you can use a weapon against him to break his guard but that's about it and there's barely any weapons in the level so it's frustrating, but I feel like I can do it. Like I have gotten some some S rank levels before. I have played this game very well. Like I know how the combat works. I just need to exploit it. And I can see how to beat him. It's just it's one of those boss battles where I got to do the thing 50 million times and not die. <laughs> like that, those are always the most difficult boss battles because if it's a boss battle where I don't know how to beat them. Oh, wait, I get it. And then you do it and you're done. That's great. This is one of those where it's like, oh, I know what to do. I just have to keep doing it. And I have to keep doing it. I have to dodge at the perfect time. I have to keep doing it. And that can be frustrating. So yeah, Midnight Fight Express, still playing it. Maybe by the, by the time I come back next, I'll have it done. But I'm not going to hold my breath on that or guarantee anything. But go ahead, Al. Tell us about one of the games that you've been playing. Because you've been telling me you got some interesting stories for at least one of these. Okay, so. I beat the base game of, or technically I beat the game of Pokemon Legends Legends Arceus. Hey, there we go. Congrats on that. There are still about at least 10 more levels left. Or 10 10 more more missions left. Like side missions? No, like there's, you have like a, like an ending that I think is the ending, but then there's the real ending that happens later on that, I I got spoiled by, hmm. which ironically, Terminator Resistance or Resistance got that spoiled too. Thank thanks YouTube. <laughs> God I was, damn I algorithm! Was not, I was not even looking for. I wasn't even searching for Terminator Resistance. Just it says so and so, blank blank blank. Good God. Is is is, re, is or helps 
so-and-so get to the past. Oh, my God. That is so tragic. I mean, here's the thing. I'd expect Pokemon spoilers to be on the internet because people care about and talk about Pokemon. Who's out here making what YouTube meta is there for Terminator Salvate? Not Salvation. Terminator Resistance. Resistance? Yeah, thank you. Um, Resistance gameplay. Like, who's who's out there cornering that market? That's just so bizarre to me. But eh, it is what it is. You can't help what I mean, gets spoiled and what doesn't. Next year, the, that RoboCop game is coming out, and I'm real excited. Oh, yeah, that RoboCop game is going to be probably going to be pretty good. I think better it than people expect. It won't be as good. It won't be like it. It, it won't be like a, um, a Halo 3 or a Killzone <laughs> yeah. 2. That's for sure. Actually, it might be on a level of Killzone 2. People talked about that game a lot back in the day, but if you go back and play it, people are like, oh, it is a solid 7 or 8. <laughs> People were more impressed with the graphics of that. Plus, I think there was pressure to give Killzone 2 a fair score compared to the Halo series because that was the main competitor. So, yeah, I think Killzone 2, Killzone 2, not a bad game. I played it, but I feel like we would weigh that differently now if we played it today. Yeah, so um, last, like, I decided to, like, just go ahead and from where I was at and go further with the story of uh, Legends Arceus. Mm-hmm. And... It is a whole ordeal. Like, I end up these are these are light spoilers, but yes, I got exiled from a certain group. Oh no! Because I got like a certain person thought I was the reason that things were the way they were, and I had to go on basically go on the run. Hmm. Well, that sucks. But so, like, I, you just had to like go in open world. Well, I had to um, I had to go to uh, the the lakes, the lake Pokemon that if listeners who have played uh, Diamond or Pearl or Platinum, they know what, what Pokemon I'm t- talking about. Yeah. Uh, there are different, there are different um, like tests you have to get, you have to do for each one. Mm-hmm. You have to get, you have to battle an alpha Pokemon each time. Then you have to either, there's like a, there's a test of mind. There's a taste test of endurance. There's a test of uh, faith. I think mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. Okay, makes sense. And this is still like I put in. I've put in at least sixty plus hours, and I'm still not done because I'm Christ. No, no. I there's I have I have an actual reason. Okay, fair, fair. Um. Like as I as I mentioned, I already have I already have the the end battle uh spoiled. Mm. Yeah. It's a damn shame. Um but at the end of the, at the end of uh at the end of the whole thing I find out or I found out I find that or the basically the the two optional Pokemon that you could you could get. Like you could mm-hmm. choose you could choose one of them as your starter. Yeah, you actually get them at the end of the game or at the end of the the main story. Hmm. So in this case, Rowlet and uh, Cyndaquil. Okay. But because I want to um, make sure everything works out with Pokemon Home, I'm trying to find either Alpha Cyndaquils or Alpha Rowlets, and I'm going through specific areas I I specifically look search for on Google, like where to, where to find um. So and so in a, in a, a um, space space distortion um, rift. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
this is becoming more and more complex. <laughs> it's basically basically like a whole bunch of like things like what well, a whole bunch of different Pokemon from the past and future will show up and you have to um you have to battle them, catch them, or just defeat defeat them and get the the loot they drop. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean and it seems like oh go ahead, go ahead. I uh I don't know how, but I just I kept running into like I pre or way way previously in the game I I captured a Alpha Torterra, which if you've seen have you seen Detective Pikachu? Oh yeah, I've seen that. I've remember that's one Pokemon media I've caught up on. <laughs> okay, remember the uh the I might as well spoil this because or remember the scene where the the uh what they're walking on isn't what they're walking on, and the giant. Things that like where the towards the end of the movie, yeah, where like the land where you think it's you think it's a trippy scene, but it turns out to be a certain garden of ah, uh, okay, I think I know what you're talking about. I remember that vaguely, yes. Well, that I captured and I have a bunch like I had an alpha of that, that Pokemon. Oh, but, wow, but it, okay, but it wasn't it wasn't uh, that size, it, like it wasn't, it wasn't that mammoth size. Um, I was. I was using it in the space time distortion uh, thing. One of the moves mm. of uh, another, like I was, I was having a Torterra versus Torterra match or, or oh. battle. Yeah, one, yeah. One of the moves, the the other, the alpha enemy Torterra pulls out a hammer, smacks oh. my Torterra, and I'm just like, "What the hell is going on? What is this? <laughs> Good God! <laughs> it's like I. This is literally the last thing I expected to see. Out for fucking blood." Goodness gracious! And yeah. I, I realized that I, I didn't have a Lucario, so I went. I had to go. With, like that's the thing about this game that I like and don't like at the same time. The world, the the um, like each 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 biome or environment is massive, and certain certain Pokemon are very rare. Like have a very rare spawn count. Mm-hmm. So like I found an Alpha Riolu that I. I had to do a very like basically a Metal Gear sneak minus the box. Huh. Okay. It threw a Pokeball at it, caught it, and I'm trying to get the thing to evolve now because you have to have it <laughs> evolve with high friendship at, during the day. Yeah. It has to be at a certain level, right? Yeah. Or no, not even. Yeah. yeah it has to be a certain level, but the level I caught it, my, the one I get, I got at was uh, 60, 62, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. You will lookers. But yeah, yeah, my, the, it's gonna <laughs> seems be, like it's sl- somewhat stressful. It's stressful, but a good stressful. Like, like this is this is causing like I'm having to do a lot of micromanagement, but I'm still having a good time. Okay, hey, as long as you're I'm, having fun. And I and I was actually I'd been playing like I was playing a bit, bit of Pokemon Sword and Shield mixed in with this, but not enough time for it to actually qualify to me as like I've been like I'm, I was basically just. Doing Pokemon breeding, mm-hmm. and I realized that, like the game, I like Sword and Shield, and uh, Legends Arceus have two completely different art styles. Huh. Where like Sword and Shield, like the art is focused on, uh, basically like it's basically like like a uh, drawing, like art of like with the lines in, like with identifying lines of whatever like mm-hmm. 
and Arceus, like his like the lines are moved, so you can see like the like the actual outline. Right. Well, the if you just if you pull up an image of like a Pokemon in Sword or Shield, and then a Pokemon from Legends Arceus, and hold put them side by side, you're looking at two equal but different um, art styles. Oh. Separate but equal, huh? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh boy, but yeah, I get you on that. Yeah, I mean, it seems like um, because like our, our yeah, go ahead. I know that um, like it's it's little, it's like it feels like it's like really unfair to uh, like on like on behalf of uh, Game Freak to put out two Pokemon game like two big big budget or not big budget two two big like style like triple A or Pokemon games in a year. Yeah, big scale. Like literally at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year. Yeah, it's like they're sandwiching the entire year up, <laughs> which I understand is gonna, you know, it's gonna and, lead to one of those being overshadowed, which it seems yeah, like like the Arceus. I don't know, man. Like, our our Arceus looks like based off how like certain like certain things look like certain art stuff, like certain pieces like the art in Arceus compared to the art I've seen in the. The recent trailer that dropped on Wednesday for uh, Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. They look it's different. Just, yeah, it, it's not. It's not the. It's not like to an to the extreme that it, it is with Sword and Shield. But it looks like they're like I don't think the same art director is working on it. Oh, for certain. Yeah, definitely gotta be different. But the it actually like uh, Sita Widow mm-hmm. looks like there's. There's some like lo- low scale uh, definition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I have. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about like about like I'm, I'm, I'm putting money away to save for the other either a replacement switch mm-hmm. or the next Nintendo console. I don't think the quote unquote next Nintendo console. Is coming out anytime soon, and by anytime soon, I mean like probably earliest this time next year. I think you can see that because the thing about Nintendo consoles is, yes, we're in the middle of the generation technically, but Nintendo always goes a little bit behind slash a little bit ahead of everyone else. So, like once we hit like year three of PlayStation Five and all that stuff, I could see Switch Two or whatever the next one is coming out. I feel like Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be a cross-gen title for that. And yeah, I, I think that's what we have to look forward to. The thing I'm concerned about is they've they've sold all these games on Switch. So many people own an entire Switch library at this point. Is there going to be either A, some type of backward compatibility, which I hope is the case because holy shit, it's, it's modern day. Like we're not, if they put out a new console and none of the old things work, I'm sure people will be upset. But number two, are, are we getting an upgrade in graphics? Are we getting, are some of these games that don't run well, like you're talking about Arceus, is some some of those frame rates are going to be bumped up a little bit? Is something going to happen there? Breath of the Wild as well had some low frame rates at times. Like, what is that going to mean for all these old games that everyone already owns? So, yeah, we'll we'll see on that one. But, yeah, for in the case of Legends of Arceus, um, it, 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 I'm glad you finally beat it. I'm glad you stuck with it that long. But it feels like that game not came and went in a disrespectful way, but because it was January when it came out, 
to talk about it in September, especially on the horizon of a new Pokemon mainline entry, it's like just feels, you know, smaller scale by comparison, despite the fact that that game scale was, you know, pretty big. Also, so, I'm mm-hmm. part of me wants to wait, like wait and get a, the, the, the next Nintendo console. But there's a um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet uh, OLED switch that's being released in November, I think October November. Yeah, and I I'm, saw that as well. I'm I'm tempted to do that because I did the same thing with um, the 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 Alga and Palkia switch switch light that came out last year. Oh shit! In that case, <laughs> like, I mean, I've, yeah, I I've bought maybe three or four switches in the past like five years. All right, that might be slightly a problem, but <laughs> I'll say, do you have a Switch OLED right now for your personal Switch? No, I gave I gave that to one to my sister because I don't want her to have to worry about like Joy-Con drift. Well, in that case, there you go. Like, like um, I, st- I still have my my OG Switch from 2017. In that case, then yeah, you could definitely justify buying an oled as an upgrade for battery life as well because if you didn't buy the new battery life one that had like an extra hour then yeah you can hop on that as well so yeah i say it's worth it to swap it around but you get some money for that old switch i'm sure after you transfer everything so yeah i would definitely do that but um in any case uh from one monster hunter game to another actually do i have actually yeah I'll, i'll use that that's a good segue um from pokemon we'll go on to another game in which you are hunting things that don't exist in the real world and this is zombies um i played a couple minutes of dead island riptide definitive edition um and i don't even have much i don't even have that much to report on it to be honest with you um why was i playing this on xbox the microsoft awards thing it's the start of a new month, which means they have a new little quest here. And they give you a quest every month for doing like get three achievements in any game, uh, do a bunch of daily quizzes, do this small thing, do this small thing. And I get my thousand points at the end. All right. I needed to get this is back when I was stuck during Midnight Fight Express. So I was like, I want to play more Midnight Fight Express, but I can't get past this traffic level. But I need an achievement to be able to complete this quest. So what game can I play real quick that's going to have an achievement within a couple seconds? So I thought, oh, I'll hop into uh, Crackdown 2 and just do some side quest stuff. And I hopped into a side, I hopped into the next quest for the main story, kicked my teeth in, could not beat it, could not get through it. I keep dying or the generator that I'm trying to protect keeps blowing up. It's bad. It's just not going well for me. So I'm like, you're right. What the fuck else am I going to play? I hopped through like four different games there and eventually landed on Dead Island Riptide. Um, and I just played until I popped enough heads for it to give me the headless achievement, um, which I think is like 50 decapitations or whatever. How is Dead Island Riptide? I will say plays a lot better that it's running at 60 frames per second on Xbox with the frame rate boost. So it plays pretty well there if you're going to play a Dead Island game. Um, and it reminded me why I like this franchise, uh, because once again, it's not the greatest franchise in the world. I have literally been skipping through every crumb of dialogue in this game i am pressing the a button and skipping through it because i do not care to the point where i'm doing it so fast i accidentally declined a couple quests <laughs> had to go back and be like actually i want to accept i just gotta hit the arrow before i keep pressing a um so yeah that part is still whatever but slicing zombies up is so satisfying in this game you can break limbs you can slice off limbs um, i'm playing as i think is her name Zhao? 
Zhao. I think it's XIA. I'm forgetting how her name is spelled, but I'm playing as that character. She's very good with like bladed weapons. So I'm just getting all the knives, getting all the swords, machetes, all that stuff. It's going to town, just chopping up people. Um, the game is still very stiff when it comes to movement. Uh, I have I have an ability that I unlocked earlier where if I'm above a zombie, I can hit a button to like jump off of the high ledge I'm on, and, like kick them in the face and they go flying. And that's cool. But once I hit the ground, there's like a couple seconds to where I just can't move or do anything. And it's just like resetting myself to the ground that I've jumped on. It doesn't just recognize that, hey, I jumped from here, jumped from there, instant calculation. It takes it a couple seconds to realize where the fuck I am, which is really weird because I'm just sliding in limbo for like two seconds and then boom, I'm back on the ground. It's very strange. It's very strange that also the jump height is very low where I was on top of a little hill and I was like, I'm just going to do the thing you do in all games where you're running down hills. And it's like, I'm just going to jump off the hill, just jump down and see how high I can get just walking down the hill. And then I die. <laughs> yeah, the fall damage in that game is uh, something else. Yeah, it's really high. Or I don't even know if it's high or if it just that it triggers instantly. Because like usually from a fall from that height, maybe I lose a little bit of health. I shouldn't have lost my entire bar from that jump that's just absurd um but yeah i've been upgrading weapons been trying to get used to the economy because everything in this game is revolving around money takes money to craft weapons takes money to buy weapons takes money to upgrade weapons everything is money based so i'm having to collect a lot more money which i'm not there yet because i just started the game but um i enjoy the game it is it's fun will i come back to it i have no idea but i unlocked my achievement it served its purpose that one night and yeah Dead Island Riptide. Shout out to you, I guess. Um, and from there, uh, I guess I want to hear a little bit more about Horizon Forbidden West from you because you said you were hopping back into this one. Are you where are you at in the story, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, okay, so I'm picking up back where like wherever I was when I stopped playing the game last like the last time I talked about it. Mm-hmm. So several weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm at uh what's the are you trying to avoid a spoiler? No, um, I was just messing around, messing around mainly, doing some salvage uh, stuff. Okay, salvage stuff, uh, rebel camps. Oh, okay, checking Ch- off the side stuff. Well, actually, I did the first rebel camp. Oh, wow! You got a lot more coming. Yeah. I forget you're still pretty early in this game, huh? Yeah, I, I stumbled onto a plot that spoiler wants to do against spoiler. Oh. Like the okay, with is the, it the, um, where they're using the rebels to do something for himself? No, no, not I'm not that far. Okay, I'm not. I'm. I didn't say anything incriminating yet, <laughs> so you're good. Basically, oh, yeah. they're they're using. They want to use a bunch of and a very a very explosive material. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I just. Hmm. So you got through that part, and you've unlocked that. I will say, when you get to the gang hideouts, a lot of them have. I just like how, because you don't get too many opportunities to use stealth in the game because it's so much about the big bombastic action set pieces, which is fine. But the stealth in the camps are really good if you're able to use it properly. If you're able to sled around, use the grappling hook to get around and get behind people's backs, it can be very effective. You can take out a whole camp that way. And there's no bonus for it or anything, even though if I wish there was, but it's it's very satisfying to do that. So hopefully you're enjoying that part of it if you're engaging in it that way. Yeah, I am. I uh, I was using my focus to uh, tag enemy or tag uh, people. 
and then t take out the uh, my bow and just do the slow mo takedown. Okay, I respect that. Slow mo takedown's always good. Now, do, is this one where you said you were just hopping back in to play around? Is this one where you think you're going to huckle down, huckle down, buckle down with it and actually beat it? Or is this just like, oh, I just had an itch to be in the world for a minute? No, I, I really want to play play more of this game. Like I want I I want to see I want to see if it's if it deserves a spot in the game, in the, in game of the year talks. I mean, I'll tell you right now, it deserves a spot in the talks. It's up to y'all playing it or not if it is going to get any spot. Because here's the thing. Also, I, I have to ask y'all something about Game of the Year stuff because I had an idea that might cut down on some argument time. But I'll, I'll tell that to you after we're done recording. But okay. um, yeah, I, I of course I like the game a lot. But one thing I am realizing about Horizon, I, while I still love the game, and while I still feel like it's a tie between Kirby and Horizon for me for Game of the Year so far, Horizon, especially with the sequel, it has shown itself to be exactly the game that people talk about that I am annoyed how people describe it that way, where it is great, it is visually interesting, it is gameplay is on point and everything, but it does feel like it's just checking all the boxes, which isn't to say that it's lazy which isn't to say that it feels like there's a lack of effort or creativity. I feel like it's very creative. I think the just the world itself, the whole tribal mixed with futuristic tech, I think that's incredibly fascinating. But at the same time, it feels like it was designed in a lab to be enjoyable. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, like incredibly test mark, uh, test uh, audience or yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Like it feels like it's been market tested a lot, which is fine, but it just makes it feel less unique. Like I like everything they're doing here. I like these characters. I like the plot. I like how things keep getting crazier and crazier as you play. Like they just keep adding layers of complication onto the plot, which I can't wait for you to see because that's going to be really fun. But like, I don't know. It just feels so like, of course, I was going to like this. It was it was genetically engineered for me too to like it. So. Yeah, if if there's any critique I have about Horizon over the last couple of months I've thought about, that's probably the biggest one. But even that isn't much of a detriment. <laughs> it just feels more like you had a goal, you set out to do it, and you did it, you know? So, you know, I, I don't know how much of a sequitur that is, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, still, so you, you're saying you want to stick with the game, you're saying you want to beat it, you think... I don't think you're going to beat it anytime soon, but you're trying to get it done before the end of the year, before conversations, right? Yeah. Good call. I'll tell you what, once I'm done with Midnight Fight Express, I, I do need to get back to Saints Row because I haven't touched Saints Row a bit. I haven't touched it since last episode, so that should tell you how long it's been. Um, also, just realized we're recording on 9-11. <laughs> yeah, I do not know that it literally says it in the uh, in Discord. True. I just didn't look at the date. I just didn't think about it. Um, I really want to find that picture of... Um, Here's the thing. I saw I didn't even think of this until right now because I just saw a tweet that was like a joke of like 9-11's 21 today. I had to take him to the club and get him fucked up. And it's like a Photoshop of that one scene from The Simpsons where the like Smithers like assistant guy getting twerked on by all the strippers. Oh, yeah. It's like covering yeah. his eyes. Yeah, they photoshopped they yeah. photoshopped him out and put the girls onto a building for 9-11. Yeah, <laughs> like they're the twerking towers. on the building. Yeah, yeah, the towers. And I'm like, God, that's fucking 
that's stupid but also really funny. I saw that picture and it made me think of a photo that I saved, but I have no longer have access to it because it's on my old phone that broke and died. There was a photo of the towers and like the smoke coming from them, and someone photoshopped Rachel Dolezal's hair <laughs> as the smoke. And it was awful, but it was also one of the funniest things I had ever seen. <laughs> it was very bad. So I don't I, I forgot why. I even brought, oh, because the date. Anyway, brought that up. All that to say, Rise of Forbidden West is a great game. <laughs> and I think it's good. I think you should beat it. I think everyone else out there who hasn't played it should play it. And uh, yeah, they've patched out the shimmering issues on PS5 as well recently. So that's nice to see. And yeah, I'm, I'm very nervous about where it's going to lay in Game of the Year because I guarantee you it's making the Game of the Year list. I just don't think it's going to be cl- as close to number one as I thought it would be when I played it because Bayonetta 3 is coming out, Kirby stiff competition as well, Elden Ring stiff competition. If Immortality hits the way that people are saying, I'm going to be enjoying that too. And if if last year was any indication, you tell me a good story, you might win the whole thing. So <laughs> Also, with, mm-hmm. just a little tease with Game of the Year for the audience. This year. Oh, yes, yes. It's both Horizon... And one and two are in uh, different categories, obviously, but that is true. Yeah, so like my, you know, my my, my rediscover my discovery or rediscovery of Horizon that ex- that experience, then carrying over to uh, Forbidden West. Yeah, we're we're gonna have a lot of Horizon discussions during that during those podcasts. So be on the lookout for those next year when those come to fruition. Very excited for that. Um, any more things to talk about for Horizon before I talk about this last game real quick and then we head on out of here? Uh, no. All right. All good. In that case, I'll very quickly, because this is another game where, like I said, I said this right before we started recording, I haven't played that many games this week, so I'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel here because I'm about to talk about Tron Evolution. Um, if you don't remember Tron Evolution, this is the tie-in game that came out alongside Tron Legacy way back in the day, like 20. I don't know, 13, 14, something. No, it wasn't even 13 or 14. It was like 11 or 12 because it was PS3 generation. Anyway, I, I've been interested in playing this game. It has a lot of parkour, has a lot of melee combat. You're throwing a disc around in, in a bunch of combat encounters. Looks like it has some like RPG elements. You're earning XP, you're ranking up, you're doing all this stuff. It seems like the type of game that I think I'd enjoy. So I saw it was on PlayStation Plus. I said, fuck it, I'm going to stream it. Let's boot it up. I streamed a couple minutes of it, and it feels like it was made during the PS3 generation. <laughs> Which is, this, yeah, it's one of those games where it's very stiff when it comes to the parkour. Is when 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 I think parkour nowadays, I think something closer to like an Infamous or the more recent Assassin's Creed games, where you're just climbing things up seamlessly. You're either tapping X a bunch or you're holding down the Run button to just mount over everything very smoothly and very easily. Uh, this game, Tron Evolution, the parkour in this game is stiffer. It kind of reminds me of like a Prince of Persia in that you have to very deliberately aim against the wall to get the wall run going. And then you have to aim off the wall to jump this way. And then you have to aim and double tap up the wall to like get extra height to get to the ledge and all this stuff. It's very deliberate actions for all your parkour movements. It doesn't feel like you're freeforming it in any way. It feels like it always feels like you're in control, which I appreciate, but it feels like it's like the difference between skateboarding and Tony Hawk and skateboarding and skate. This feels like I'm skateboarding and Tony Hawk. 
where I hit certain inputs, it does the trick. Where in skate, it feels more freeform. It feels like, oh, I flipped a stick in a couple ways and I did a trick rather than I hit the exact inputs that I'm supposed to hit and then a trick comes out. Um, this one definitely feels like a Tony Hawk style of parkouring in that with that example. But I don't know. It's fun. I, I played just far enough to get through the first boss, which literally it's one of those tutorials that ends with the final boss. Um, and it was fine. It, the combat isn't very impactful. It's not like there's any effects when you throw the disc at someone. They just kind of like their health bar goes down a little bit and then they evaporate into pixels. But I don't know. There's something about it to where I also skipped all the cutscenes. Like I skipped all the dialogue. I have no clue what's going on. I just wanted to play it. So I'm probably missing some things there, which I might go back and fix. But uh, yeah, overall, the game's like interesting. I, I don't know if I'll ever go back to it, but it's it's I don't know, it's cool. It, it's 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 in that weird middle ground between we're making a movie tie in game just to cash in and we don't care how good it is. And then they had a phase where they're like, we're making a movie tie in game, but we want people to care about the game. So let's try. Like, yes, it's still going to have a small development cycle because it has to match up with the movie. But let's try to make something cool here. And Tron Evolution is one of the games from that era. Uh, at, this is like after this game and like maybe one or two others, video game movie or movie video games were really not a thing in the same way. Like you would get a Batman game, but it's its own franchise. You would get, you know, a game in this entry, but it would be on its own. It wouldn't be attached to the movie. So, yeah. That's how I feel about Tron Evolution. It's fine. I, 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 I'm, I'm curious to play more of it, but I'm not like fiending for it. I'm not like excited for it, you know? So, you know, maybe I'll have more to report on Tron Evolution. Maybe not, but I got other games to play. I got, Mid I got Midnight Fight Express to beat at some point in my life. I have, what's the next game? I have Immortality that I want to queue up and I'm still very early in the Saints Row. So that's probably going to be most of my September right there. Until I get a Steam Deck, God help me. <laughs> When I get a Steam Deck, it's fucking over. But in any case, that's all we got on this episode for you today. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Let's get on to the housekeeping real quick before we hop out of here. Um, the first thing here is from the YouTube channel. Uh, this is a very weird one. I didn't know this existed. And I don't know how Josh is getting a hold of these games. But uh, we have an episode of a new series called Chill and Shill, where we talk about games that are pretty much just promotional items. This is Eminem's Blast. Never heard of this game. I, I can only assume this is like a Flash game or something. Or because like if this is like some obscure NES cart or if this is like the sneak king of Eminem's, <laughs> then I don't know how he got his hands on it. But yeah, he's, he's playing it. He's showing some gameplay off of it. I, I'm going to oh, watch okay. that video later on. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's basically, I'll just give the, the, script, the description of uh, Chill and Chill. Series where we play games that feel like product placement. It's like Pepsi Man, Sneak King, Global Gladiators. Yeah. And that yeah. Skittles RPG. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you off. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you off um, recording how Josh got hit, played, played that game. Are they yeah. Played? made that video happen yeah because i'm looking at it now and i can't tell if this is just like an nes game or something or it's definitely not nes i can't tell if it's like an old school hardware or if this is just a flash game because <laughs> like the graphics look they look bad but not specific in a way where it's like oh this is this is flash or 
God, I can't. Oh, dude, this looks like a fucking PS1 game. I, I, we'll, we'll talk about that for a little bit off air. I have a little bit of time before I go to work, so we'll discuss that. But uh, after Chill and Chill, we have a couple articles that are on the actual site as well, including a podcast here. Um, first off, Roundtable, DC Comics games we want to see next. Um, if you want to see, you know, some ideas for games, some characters that deserve to pop up in some games or are long overdue, go ahead and check out that article down there in the description below part. Um, after that, we have Multiverses Roster Showdown Match 3. I love this matchup real quick. This is, once again, Multiverses Roster Showdown. Uh, this is the thing that Josh is heading up, showing off a bunch of these characters. And he has some grade A matches here. I like this one. This one is Pinky in the Brain versus cow and chicken fucking right in the like this is exactly my shit like this is exactly the type of shit that i would like um i've I, i'm gonna keep it real i voted pinky in the brain on this one because that's just what the nostalgia is at i'm a and this isn't animaniacs but it was the same like era of cartoon so i'm right there with them on that cow and chicken is like well it, yeah i mean uh Pinky in the Brain was kind of, was like there was some integration with that in Maniacs. That is true. They did do some crossovers there. But yeah, jo- Josh has been killing it with this one. Yeah, Josh is really killing it with this series. I'm enjoying it. Every time I see a new new matchup, I'm like, who the fuck would have thought of that? <laughs> and it makes me giddy. And like, like I, think, I can't remember if, mm-hmm. if it was the first one or the second one, but Flaming C versus John Cena. Yeah, that was like, like who would have thought of that? I'm one going through like just. Giving the giving the whole thing or one like a look look over, like see if like everything's all has it, as it should be, and just, I'm just like I'm like I'm I'm just clapping every time I'm reading it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good shit. So make sure you keep up with that franchise. Make sure you keep up with that series, and go ahead and vote in that Pinky in the Brain versus Cow and Chicken one, because yeah, I am very excited about it. Um, anywho, let's see. Um, after that article. We have a surprise episode of VGU Win, uh, or I guess uh, VGU Win presents uh, Destination Speculation for the Ubisoft Forward 2022. So if you want to see, is this just uh, you and Graydon now? Yeah, it's us talking. It's actually us. Um, like, just we didn't look at it. We didn't talk about it as a, like, we're excited. We can't wait for this. What do we, we want to see? We, we took a look at, um, are we basically just, Looked at everything that we assumed would be there, based off um, IGN's uh, list of like in development games, mm-hmm. and it was mainly just like, are we even excited for this stuff? Because like, because we we mentioned at the beginning of the, of the thing that like that we technically we still have that like we're not advertised like we're not we're not promoting Ubisoft. Although I did open it, I did my opening was they need to make more games like Blood Dragon. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, don't, don't take yourself seriously. Yeah, like I, I compare, I, I mentioned what Michael Bean like described it like working on Aliens, Clone Marines versus Blood Dragon, which if you ever want to just see just some great stuff, like great, great uh, shade getting thrown at Gearbox. That's a, <laughs> that's a funny thing to watch. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing stuff about him in that interview, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're that Ubisoft still in a weird place, you know, still, you know, workplace stuff has happened. And I still don't know if the Gomol family is still completely atoned and washed their hands of that stuff. But um, 
they're making games. Some of them look cool. Uh, and a lot of these teams are filled of people who aren't responsible for that stuff. And a lot of people who were responsible for that stuff left. Like one of the head developers of Assassin's Creed Origins was really bad about that shit. And he's gone. He's been gone for a while. So, yeah. yeah a lot. Um, yeah. Actually, the, the creative director of Infinite is the creative, it was the creative director of Valhalla. Not Valhalla, uh, Odyssey. Oh yes, mm-hmm. this is true. Yeah, I, I, I'm very excited to see what they have next up. But I am even more excited to see and hope that bad things don't continue to happen over there. So, but yeah, if you want to see some speculation on this Ubisoft forward we just got them talking about, um, that's pretty good. It should be fun to be like, oh, let's see everything they got right or wrong. <laughs> so we'll find out on that episode so you can click the link in the description or you can just scroll up in your podcast app of choice it is something that was posted a little bit earlier a couple days ago um then we also have looking at next uh oh these two things are just you know things from outside of the vgu network uh gamescom 2022 thoughts uh, on the spoonful podcast where we talk a little bit about some of our highlights of gamescom and also i talk about a story in which i nearly got all my friends killed in the woods uh <laughs> It's fun, trust me. It's 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 not as dire as it seems. And also, welcome to the thing where we talk about a bunch of stuff like wrestling and NFT AI generated rappers that are not black but use the N word. <laughs> it's weird. It's very strange. Literally, this there's like this. I think F F K Mecca is the name of this like digital rapper that isn't really a person, and. He just looks like Octane from Overwatch, but he's over here using soft A's. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you, I don't know what the fuck we're doing there. If you want to hear us talk about that and more, go ahead and click that welcome to the thing link. And that's pretty much all I got for you. Um, I'm about to get up out of here. We're about to do a little chat here, but I'm about to go eat and take a shower because we didn't go until four o'clock this time. Well, we're almost there, but we didn't go that far. So I have time to like get food before I go to work. So I'm very excited. Um, and yeah, that's all I got here today. Al, thank you once again for hopping on the show with me. Problem, no problem. Excelente. And now uh, without further ado, I've been Emmett Watkins Jr., also known as you just once this one once again, joined here today by Alan Muir, and we will see you on the flip side. Never I always say, keep it real, keep it true. Play on player. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>